Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the Miggs cast. My name's Steve Miggs. I am here with the Reverend in Fuego. Hello. Glenn Cannon is alive. I'm alive. Alive. <laughs> wow. Well, Just barely. Here we are. We're fresh from Atlanta. Glenn is fresh from Montana. It all rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we came back comfortably on a plane. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> on there time. snakes on the plane? No snakes. Bummer. Except for the one in my pants, boys. Wow. No? Too weird. <laughs> Worms on a plane joke I could make. Maybe, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's more like a little a- frightened fleshy fireman on a plane there. Ooh, that's <laughs> a good one. A caterpillar on the plane. <laughs> but Glenn, I want to get right into it. <laughs> yes. All right. I, I, I don't even know where to start. I feel like our entire oh, podcast. Uh, I also want to say hi to Greer. Greer is here. Say hi to the mic if you... Hello. Oh, we turn it on. There we go. There you go. Try that again. Hello. There we go. Greer brought us all cookies. She did. Oh, yeah. From where again? Sly's Bakery in Paulsbo. Sly's Bakery. And she came in to sit in on the morning show. Uh, you came with your pops, Joe. And then you just ditched him and said, beat it. I'm hanging out in the Migs cast. <laughs> well, he had to go back to work. I got the day off. So. Uh, that a girl. I'll post pictures. She brought me the coolest little happy face Viking cookie. Yeah. I don't want to eat it. It's. I, I want to name it and keep it with me always. I don't want to <laughs> eat the little guy. I need a friend. He's got a helmet on. I mean, a he's a very friendly looking <laughs> Viking. Oh man. He doesn't look like he'll like hurt anybody or pillage or any of those things. Oh, that's how it starts. It does. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Unassuming Viking. Yeah. Once he grows his beard, that's when he gets weird. I'm telling you. Oh, Ooh, that I'm, rhymed too. I'm just a poet laureate. Weird and without you a didn't beard. even know it. Just call me Leaping Lanny Poffo for all of you wrestling fans. Uh, there, there's our wrestling. That's our obligatory yeah, that wrestling over my head. talk. Yeah. Right over it's my okay, head. It's okay, I got it. Yeah. Like a super fly snooker right over my head. It's right around that time. I'm dating myself. Oh, really? Yeah. Leaping wow, Lenny Poffo. Uh, yeah, we're going. Leaping Lenny Poffo? Poffo. Poffo. He, he is actually legit Jake, I'm um, not Jake, uh, Randy Macho Man Savage's brother. Oh, oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah, that's the reason why he even had a career in the <laughs> WWE. No, <laughs> he I wasn't mean, great. Lenny will admit to it, like, knowingly says that my brother would told Vince, it's both of us. We're a package wow. deal. And that's why L- L- Lenny Poffo, who had some fun gimmicks. he was Leaping uh, Lenny Poffo sounds like a medical condition to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, I was I slept with a woman who was unclean, and now I've got Leaping unclean. Lenny Poffo. And, and he would share <laughs> the most, I'll see if I find one. Lenny, L- he would have, like, the dumbest poems. That was his gimmick. His gimmick was he was in the middle of the ring and he would recite a poem. If you pick it, it will never heal. Right. If you pick it, you will jump and squeal. Kneel, kneel, kneel before Zod, son of Jarrell. Wow. That's pretty good. Thank you. Those weren't windowpane lyrics, were they? Actually, they are. That, that's that's <laughs> quietly under the bridge of the windowpane song remains. Really? All right, yeah. so. Can I go kind of whisper it? <laughs> squeal, squeal. And the best part, he would read a poem, and then he would just, he he write the poem on a Frisbee, and he'd throw the Frisbee into the crowd, you know, because that makes sense. Well, yeah. Actually, that's kind of awesome. Oh, dude, he was a fun <laughs> character. Really like, I know his brother, like, put in the word and really kind of, like, you know, strong-armed him to have him, but he was a fun character. Here's one of his poems where he uh, recited a poem to Ho- about Hulk Hogan. This is not the world title belt. 
Wait, that's Hulk Hogan, This is though. not the Intercontinental title belt. Intercontinental title belt. <laughs> this is... Let's get to Poffo. He's so fast with that smartphone. I'll be he's like, good. I'll be like, Steve's man, got I'll, skills, yeah. man. I'll be like, dude, did you see that? And he's already got, before I finish the sentence, up on his phone. Lanny Poffo wrote a poem in your honor. Let's take you to the videotape. When the Hulkster hits the ring, that's when it hits the fan. A nuclear explosion from a modern Superman. There never is an empty seat. They line up in the rain. Not even Haley's Comet could make the fans refrain. In the magic of the moment when the action gets intense, kids from 6 to 86 are raptured with suspense. There has never been a hero of such magnitude before. He's been the champ for one year now, and here's to many more. The best part is you guys. It was all really see. positive, though. I mean, usually in wrestling, it's like I'm going to find his parents and bury him in a field. And <laughs> he's dressed up as like a Viking. He's wearing like a suit of armor. <laughs> no, he's a Viking. He, he looks like he's, wow, he's an extra from cool. the film First Night, starring Richard Gere. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, god! That, it's all he's all wow. silver and metallic. Like you could attack him with a series of magnets and just have a riot, dude. <laughs> he's got. I mean, if you just look up Lanny Poffo poems, you can enjoy all the great poem poetry stylings. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know why I even went down that road. I'm sorry. <laughs> why not? All right, all right. <laughs> I'm just prolonging, delaying the inevitable. Uh, and that is we have to talk about Glenn's windowpane trip to yeah. Montana to play a big festival with Buck Cherry. Yeah, So yeah. before when we left you last week, we were talking about how awesome is that you guys are hitting the road for a show in Montana for a big festival. In theory, yes, it was going to be awesome. And then if it anyone- It was awesome, actually. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but there were, in capital letters, trials and tribulations. Oh, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, where do we even start with this one? Um, start at the beginning, right? We'll start. I, I, I like to start at the end. <laughs> I know we have two hours plus roughly, but I'll try and keep this really brief. Oh, my God. You know what? <laughs> I will like to start at the very end and read Glenn's last post because I feel like this is Good the call. ultimate way yeah, to set the stage. Yeah, do that. Do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you guys the abridged version, but but do that. Okay. No, dude, we got all the time in the world. I have nothing else planned <laughs> except for finally catching up on okay, emails and text cookie. messages. Uh, so, Glenn wrote this morning, woke up today with such a powerful lust for life that nearly moved me to tears inexplicably just felt beyond awake spiritually physically awake alive for all the pain sorrow despair grief anger frustration failure impossibility i am here i am alive here and now it's always better to be here someday we'll all be gone but here and now this is the best it'll ever be even at its worst we are outside the void we can touch and feel awake i have so many problems you have much better words than leaping lanny poffo <laughs> yeah right <laughs> But I want to read that because it's like, this is such a great, powerful, uplifting That's post. how I felt, man. I got up and was just, I just felt good. Like, really good. Like, beyond, like, wow, damn, man, wow, I, whoa. Like, I woke up like that. And I think after all the sleep deprivation and horror, it was just like six hours sleep and my body went, boom, you are 17 again. Like, right. I, I think that's what happened, man. But it's crazy because <laughs> if anyone was reading all the posts leading up to this, that would be the last post I would think you would write. Like, oh, I would be like, I woke up, I'm still pissed, everything went wrong. No, dude, look, no one got hurt. Mm -hmm. um, I was with my friends. We yep. were safe. Um, even in the midst of all that, like my old man reached out to me. He's like, dude, oh my God, on my inside, I got a hold of him. I'm like, pop, look, everybody's safe. Nobody's hurt. I'm with my friends. Um, you know, yeah, it's been a catastrophe, but... <laughs> <laughs> catastrophe you know? is, is an understatement. But some really but, cool, amazing things happen, even in the midst of all that craziness. That's like, what I love, dude. It's all about the stories. And you have like oh, a, a book's worth of stories from this, this weekend <laughs> alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Um, yeah, so... Uh, we'll, we hit the road Friday morning. Okay. And there was a overturned semi on 90. 
Uh-oh. Jeez. So we're off to a bad start. It slowed us way down, but okay, whatever. We'll get into town late. We had hoped to get into uh, Three Forks around 10 or 11 p.m. Fair enough. Overturn semi. Boom. Okay, so then we get up the road, and we're cruising along. Everything's cool, and the driver's side rear view mirror falls off. <laughs> Just gone. Jesus. Cool. That's exciting, because I'm 40 feet long, and I'm doing 70 miles an hour. And uh, I would imagine that the rear view mirror really doesn't do anything. No. It sh- <laughs> you can see the bathroom door and your horrified right. friends. Yeah, you, in can that. See, you can see Sean yeah. scratching his nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you that's can about see it. the panicked faces of your buddies. Um, <laughs> but I had a little, like, a little palm-sized peep mirror, so what I did for the next several miles when I needed to merge left was just hold that thing out the window. Oh, my, oh my God. And kind of change the angle. Dude, and, no. You know, I kind of go, okay, here we go. And then we'd start left, you know, and it's everything was cool. good thing you cool. keep that for all of your upskirt things that you do. Well, it's funny. It was almost like, you know. <laughs> the, why do you have that mirror? A, a novelist would call it foreshadowing. It was a blind spot mirror that attaches to the full size mirror. Oh. And it fell off in my driveway. So it was foreshadowing. I'm like, well, I'm going to keep that because I'll reattach it to the whole mirror later. So I had that blind spot mirror. Wow. That's wow. what I had. And then the whole mirror fell off. So yeah, I would just reach out the window with that thing. and Chekhov's mirror there. Yeah, man. Had so you not had that, you would have had to put your phone in selfie mode and use that. <laughs> oh, dude. No, well, someone mentioned that. Like, dude, dude, put your phone on video. And I imagine dropping it. And I'm like, man, I'd rather hit the blinker and pray than drop my phone <laughs> out the window with this thing. Hit the blinker, yeah. roll for about 20 seconds. Yeah. And be like, if you haven't figured it out at this point, I'm right. just going to have to switch yeah. it. That's Dear a great tr- point. Yeah. I am bigger and stronger yeah. than you. Yeah, no mercy for the Prius. So <laughs> That's the name uh, of the new window pane record we coming conquered out 2019. That. that was a minor issue and kind of, you know, that was a fun problem, right? So then we got up the road and our <laughs> RV is a, a tandem, meaning it has two tires in the back. Okay. Uh, we're going up the road and when I say that tire, this is the inner passenger side, uh, exploded. I mean, it exploded. Boom! I mean, it nearly blew the microwave out of the cabinet that it lives in. I've it never all had the that happen. How terrifying. Are, and you're driving, right? I was driving. So how terrifying is that? Um, You know how... You ever been hurt, like, real bad? Yeah. Okay, so you know how when you're getting hurt real bad, everything goes into slow-mo, and you can kind of track each individual thought? Yeah. The first thing I thought was, Jesus, what happened to the engine? Then I realized the engine was cool, and I went, oh my God, it's my right front. Then I realized I was still kind of controlling the vehicle, and I went, okay, it's not the right front. And by that point, I had it. But that was, that was my brain went into, okay, what's happening mode. Wow, you were assessing the situation. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. And yeah. I, I got us off the road. We're good to go. Whew. We crawl back. Wow. I, I had the jack and was under that bad boy. Basically, one of the belts had snapped, and so it shucked the tread. So you have to imagine a huge flap of rubber going, wham, 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 up under yeah. that RV. Right. So I crawl under there, and Which I'm already- Which is just music to the ears of everybody on the bus. Oh, every, right, everyone's, you know, so- Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Mark Harris, we had a, a, bit, a bit of a crew with us, but Mark Harris and our good friend Ryan Hughes were following. They were in a follow vehicle. Um, so that when we got to the site itself, we'd have a runner vehicle. Hey, let's go in town and, oh, totally. you know, get chips and whiskey, as you do. <laughs> and so they were behind us, and before I knew it, you know, Harris is like, you know, the angel of God. I'm crawling around in this RV, and I hear this, hey, buddy, and Mark is there. Like, bing, just appeared there. Right. Um, he's already on the phone. He found a Les Schwab tire center like eight miles up the road. Oh, and nice. the guy's like, dude, if you still have the outer, just limp it into town and we'll get you back on the road. And so we did. We limped it up to Les Schwab. Hey, guys, boom, boom, boom. And I said, man, will you please go through all the other tires? Have a look. Yep. Thanks. Okay. You look good. Off we go. Um, 
I'll note that, you know, a little while later, I started getting that vibration thing going on, which is usually how a tire behaves when it shucks a wheel weight or something. So I'm like, man, maybe it's the road. Maybe it's the vehicle. I can't tell. We just got a new rear tire back there. Anyway, up the road we go. I have to say, though, like the whole, I've only experienced that once with a, a tire blown. That's like one of my biggest fears on just on my vehicle, yeah. let alone on a oh, RV. Man. I mean, I was on a, in a limo when we took one of those party, uh, the, the limo to Spokane, yeah. and a wheel blew. And that was like, like you said, that big pop, and I thought someone shot at us. I'm like, geez, <laughs> who's shooting at us in Richmond? We've lost a lot of those trailer <laughs> tires, too. It's great when our trailer tires go, they always rip the fender off. I put more fenders on that trailer. As the tire goes, it takes the fender with it. It's like, <laughs> all right, it's a package deal it's a package deal (laughs) so we go up the road a little while more um you know i'm watching things and i'm like i'm gonna need to get gas soon that continues for some time we ran out of gas in some weird pass okay now we're out of gas but we have the follow vehicle all right you know we had a generator for the rooftop air so i'm like okay and mark what are we gonna do i mean i have a gas can but it's of course empty and just i'm a big thinker and well, okay, so we're gonna now we're gonna siphon gas because we have hoses for the RV that are like freshwater hoses, stuff like that. Let's siphon gas out of Ryan's car. We tried that, we couldn't get it. Probably has a screen down in the tank. But everyone got really high. <laughs> so Mark and I, and you know, and I'm going, Harris, let me do this. And Mark's like, Nah, I got this, buddy. And so we're back and forth, you know, because neither one of us wants a mouthful of gasoline, but no. the, neither one of us wants our friend to do that either. So we're both just, dude, I'll do it. No, I'll do it, dude, I'll do it. So we get the generator out. That'll be easy. And we pull the screen up out of the generator gas tank. We shove the hose in there, and now I'm kneeling with the gas can in the ready position and Mark standing above me sucking on this hose. Ugh. Smoking a cigarette, right? So Mark, actually Ryan was about five feet away. Oh, jeez. So, come, come on, Ryan. What are you kidding? <laughs> come on, man. Hey, we're all right. Mark gets a mouthful of gasoline. Now, what do you do when you get a mouthful of gasoline? You spit it out. Right into my face. Oh, there's <laughs> so a wrestling move. here's Mark retching and, <laughs> and I'm down on the ground going, ah! But, Baby but we up. both are determined to make this succeed. I'm holding the can. I'm shoving the hose in it. We're both my skin's on fire. Mark is retching and retching and retching. I don't even know what that tastes like, but it, it's, it's really unpleasant. Think it's, of how bad it smells. It's yeah. really unpleasant. Oh. I couldn't even imagine. Harris said he was still burping gasoline the next morning. Oh. Um, so so Mark really took a bullet for the team. A breath strip will my fix man. that, I'm sure. I, I got off light. I really got off light. Right, you got a bullet in Mark. your face. Well, misted. Sort of a nice mist. Yeah. You know, so anyway. Gas- that's, a, that's a would you rather in the porn community, I'm sure. <laughs> Would you like a mist or the full-formed? Okay. Yuck. So we get her on the road again, but mysteriously, right when we pull back off the shoulder, all the trailer lights quit working. Bleak. Well, that's strange. Is this thing haunted or something? Did you buy oh, a haunted dude. RV? Well, we've named it. I'll get into that. We'll name. I don't want Beelzebub. to. So <laughs> we get up the road. We get it to where Mark and Ryan are both electricians. Um, and we get it to where we've got turn signals and brake lights. Good enough. You guys just tailgate me up the road. Yeah. Um. I hope I'm not forgetting anything. I think that was the last issue. We got into Montana at about 5.30 in the morning. When were you sort of planning to get there? About 11, 10 or 11. We had figured, man, like Google says it's a nine-hour trip with 3,000 pounds of weight in the trailer and an RV. We figured we'd do 10 and a half, 11, because I pulled through the passes 45, 50. Right, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And bathroom um, breaks, all that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. right. So um, anyway, we get into Montana. We all sleep for a few hours. We get up. Hey, today's going to be a great day. We head in to play Rockin' on the River. What time do you have to load in? Oh, 
I think they asked us to be on site around one, and okay. we got in there around. So you get a little bit of sleep. We got, so. we got four or five hours. I mean, I woke up every hour on the hour, but we we all got about four or five <laughs> hours sleep. You know, we go downstairs to the little lobby, and I met the singer from Hell's Bells. I can't remember her name out. She was really cool. Mm-hmm. Bumped into Tom Kiefer in the lobby. You know, Cinderella's Cinderella. Tom Kiefer. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's it's that kind of hey everybody, good morning. I don't feel good. Me neither. And so it's that kind of a thing <laughs> happening. <laughs> you know, and obviously a, a festival's descended on this town because it's this quiet little sort of and there's all these long-haired rockers and black jeans and that sexy awesome. women everywhere so yeah. yeah all right so every store is out of hairspray in we go the stage is cool the promoters are cool actually we had some trouble they didn't know where to send us at the gates but that's a, such a minor problem so I oh compared it. to everything else going on that's like so nothing we yeah. get in i bump immediately into jeff uh jeff rouse um who's out touring with uh Buck, Buck Cherry. Cherry is in Loaded, yeah, The Guessing Game. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome Seattle musician. Truly one of the greatest guys. Um, yeah, sweetheart. So we chat for a while and hanging out and, and just telling him, laughing about the journey and whatnot. Um, we get on stage, and man, when I tell you it was hot out, it was freakishly hot. But the stage is covered. And when we were setting up, there was like a one-inch laser beam of hot white light on the front lip of the stage. So I set my pedal board and monitors behind that intentionally. Mm-hmm. Well, over temperature the, wise, what do you think? Ninety uh, something. Well into the high nineties. Okay, easily. Do you guys see the picture of Mark in the refrigerator? Yes. Today? Okay. That, <laughs> yeah, that they, they, his... they pulled all the shelves out of the the little mini fridge, and, and Mark, who's a tall dude, I mean, he's like what, like six foot? He's your size? Yeah, yeah. six two maybe. He crams himself in there just oh, to cool off. Amazing. It, it looked like something from the fly or something. You know what I mean? Because it, <laughs> it was like this energy drink cooler, so it has this little electrical bubble on the front. And I wasn't there, but Mark just walked in our dressing room and was like, dude. And he just started pulling everything out. He crawled in that thing and shut the door. <laughs> and the photos are legendary. If you haven't seen them, I'll show you here in yeah. a second. So, um, okay. The temperature on stage during our performance was... I can't even tell you. Plus, with that direct sunlight, you can't read your pedals. More importantly, you can't read your tuners. Oh. Guitars oh. are made out of wood. When wood gets hot, it expands. Mm-hmm. So right away, we were really fighting. We were in tune when we played, um, but we were fighting that. Yeah, I, I, I remember my old band. That was one of the biggest issues. Whenever It was either playing in too cold of weather or too hot of weather. You didn't want to do either. You didn't want to play yeah. outside because... Well, your instrument's made of wood. Right. right. As so, a drummer, I didn't care. Yeah, right. It sounds like a drum. I still hit it. So... <laughs> During the set, my wireless went down, Mark's wireless went down, Tony's 100-watt head went down. He was running a 50 as well, so that limped him through. His pedal board failed and had to be removed from his signal chain. Uh, Mark blew. He was running his Ampeg 410-115, and then he had a power amp through a compressor running a satellite 410 and a secondary 15. He blew both of those. Both of his satellite cabs blew during the performance. Um, What else went wrong? Uh, the so drummer like, exploded. That might have been about it, but yeah. to, to put it in perspective, <laughs> oh, at some point, Mark and Tony were rocking out and putting on their show, and, and because of the, the, the way things were and the insanity of it, they jerked both of the primary cables right out of my pedal board, so I had to stop mid-song, plug that thing back in, and keep on trucking. Jeez. It was that kind of a set. Wow. And it was so hot, and I sing hard. I sing, I'm a loud singer. I sing really hard. The numbness would start in the back of my scalp, 
and then my face would go numb, and then I would start to get tunnel vision, and that's when my hands would go numb. Oh. And that happened throughout the entire set. That's great, um, dude, because usually, I mean, I'm dropping like 20 bucks to get that sensation. Oh, dude, you know, <laughs> yeah. right? So, and then I kept I kept trying to run back to Sean, because for a while there was shade, and shade equals shelter. Everyone's crowded around your drummer, Sean. Oh, dude, well, I, I'm stuck on a mic. I can't escape. I'm stuck on a mic, so. You gotta do like Metallica and have microphones everywhere. Dude, so at one point, yeah, right? I run back to the drum riser, and I realize there's no more shade left back there and this is a 90 oh. minute set we're maybe five songs in um and i felt my legs go noodly and i remember just you like okay dude stay on your feet stay on your feet stay on your feet don't drop don't drop don't drop and then the tunnel vision clears and it's like okay i'm not gonna drop and i looked up and i saw saw sean's face and the first thing i thought was jesus sean's gonna pass out yeah because he you plays know? hard oh, too dude, i mean so it, that's a cardio workout for him that's what our performance was like that all that said, I well, mean... if one of you would have passed out, that would have been oh, a great viral video. Dude, you know? <laughs> but all that said, I mean, everyone we talked to throughout the day said, oh my God, you guys are incredible, your favorite band of the day. All the guys in Buckcherry literally like, you guys destroyed, blah, blah, blah. And wow. we're, like, we're like, dude, that was the worst show we've had probably in two or three years. Wow. And they're like, oh, well, you wouldn't know it. You guys were killer, so... Hey, all right, victory, man, Hooray! cool. Dude, and we've talked about that before. Right? I've talked about it in my experiences uh, being in a group that there is, it truly is, it's uh, a tale of two stages. You got the, I mean, the two two shows. Yeah. You got the show that's happening on the stage, which sounds like it was a giant cluster F, and then you got the show that everyone else is absorbing on the outside, and they have no idea all the stuff that you're dealing with, and they're having the time of their lives. Yeah, it was either that or they all felt so bad for us. They're like, oh, you guys were great. Yeah, but I, don't think, I don't think they would have went out of their way to say <laughs> no, anything know, at that point. They're buckcherry. They're probably like, leave us alone. No, it was rad, actually. Um, their drummer, Xavier, I think is his name. I, I met him briefly, but uh -huh. he was sitting in their trailer when we came off the backstage ramp with our gear, and he literally pointed and screamed. He's like, you guys. Guys rock. That's cool. You know, and I went and checked. All those guys were so, so nice. Um, got to meet Josh Todd briefly. That's awesome. Um, We've had him on the, on the mix cast dude, before. He's a cool super guy. Super nice guy. Shook his hand. We kind of did the shoulder hug. Yeah. And I said, bro, I just want to say... I loved you on the shield, man. That was so cool. <laughs> and he was like, he just laughed. He's like, oh, dude, right on, man. And then he kept, you know, then we kept, because he was walking one way and I was walking the other. Right. I think that was the last thing in the world he expected me to say. Yeah, he's probably thinking you're going to say, I love crazy bitch. Yeah, or, I love no, lit up, I man. Like, Let's do some I coke. I loved you on the shield. Because if, if you're a fan of the, the TV show, The Shield, oh, yeah. I forget what season, but he was I in three or four was, episodes. I forgot that he was in it, man. And I, I love that it. show. Oh, dude, me too. But I mean, oh, that's, you know, there he, yeah. So that was. Oh, I bet he got a kick out of that. Oh, it made him smile. I yeah. think it's the last thing expected to, to, to hear. So. How many people were at this show? Man, you think? I think total numbers through the gates were 12,000. Oh, oh, my God. Wow. So there you are doing a show for 12,000 people. Well, no. When we played, it was a lot less than that because the sun drove them all to shelter. Oh. So by the evening, those bands played to... Five, six thousand. Because it would shift, right? Yeah. The crowd would mm -hmm. shift and come and go. After the sun went, and even the promoter who was like, dude, we got to have you back next year. I love you guys. But he was like, man, I think the sun really hurt you guys. And we played to a killer crowd. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And they were way enthusiastic. But even I heard about people getting pulled from heat exhaustion during our set. Makes the, sense. The crowd was suffering too. Wow. 
in the heat, the the heat and the blistering sun drove a lot of people to shelter. So we didn't play to ten thousand people, man. You know, but still played uh, in front of a good we number. We played and... to a killer crowd, yeah. um, and it was great. It was great. I got no complaints other than the fact that you know everything that could have gone wrong for us went wrong. <laughs> yeah, no complaints um, except for the entire trip. <laughs> you know, then so but, you know, here's so here's some highlights after that. Like we we pile in the the travel car, Tony Ryan and I, and we head in town to because there was no liquor on site, and we we're like, man, you know, let's let's get a fifth of Jack Daniels and a case of beer and. What? Did these promoters hate the bands? And no, the no, was it, well, it, there were beer trucks and tents, and you could go yeah. out. There was a whole vodka tent, but that you know, at five bucks a drink, say, right. why don't we just go in town and get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Save money that way. Provisions. Yeah. We were well treated by the promoters and the event staff. They were killer. Um, but we went in town, walked into this bar. Everyone said, go to the frontier. They'll sell you liquor to take out. We walked in literally, and the bartender was like, oh my God, it's window pane. And they, they, wow, they, she was, I was just nice. reading about you because all the promotional materials in there all met the owners. They what? were buying us drinks. Oh, yeah, no kidding. So the place is called the Frontier in downtown Three Forks. And they, we walked in and they went, dude, oh my God. So me, Tony, and Ryan just sat at the bar. They were buying us drinks. They, you know, sold us our fifth. And that was awesome. Then we go back, the, the show's rolling, everyone's having fun, and there were little four-wheelers around everywhere that they used to kind of run errands and stuff, and someone left one over by our trailer with the Uh-oh. keys in it. Yeah, right. So I grabbed the wife, and off we went, and we ripped around the campgrounds for a while on that thing, just having a ball. I was going to say, how much fun was that? Oh, dude. We, we did that to the sun, and then even after, um, and there were a couple back fenced-off pathways where there were no one around, so every time I would hit one of those, I would just open that wow. thing up. Yeah, And I you was, got like you got the pass, so it's like if anyone says, hey, what are you doing? You're like... I'm delivering merch quickly. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to perform. Yeah, I'm lost. But it's, it's, a, it's a city. It was like an RV city. I mean, there were... That's there cool. were. I will tell you one thing that disturbed me. Tawny and I came upon, because people would have like a full bar. and like I mean, a bar. And, oh, and, there, foos, and the campsite. Foosball tables and stuff. It was it, it was a city. It's like Burning Man for, for, for yeah, Montana. Yeah. Nice. And we came upon this area where they had a huge tent and then a tent within that tent. And, they were, and these were campers. This isn't part of the event. Um, and there were foosball tables and stuff. And I looked and it was a pool table. And on this pool table, there were about seven or eight purple jelly dildos standing up. And I'm like, well, Wait, you didn't do dildos. That's random dongers, jelly dongers. Oh, you uh, know? At first, I was like, I thought you said donuts, and no, you just got stumbled no. over your word. Little purple, <laughs> little purple phalluses with the, the testicles and all complete. Oh, nice. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. random. Those are the awards that they give out so, at the end of the night. Yeah. So I stop. You know, I'm all we got the, got the wife on the back, and I stop, and I'm like, uh, hey guys, um, <laughs> hey, what's up? And there's there's a couple sitting there because the party hasn't started yet. And there's <laughs> Clearly, a, there's a child there. I'm going to say between eight and ten year old girl. And oh, I go, boy. um, what's, uh, what's with the dildos? And the little girl stands up, grabs a bunch of rings, huge smile on her face, rolls up to the pool table with these, these dongers on it and starts demonstrating to me that it's a ring toss. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Now, I was a little, uh, you know, she, she was a little young to be doing that. I think I, I kind of, that I was like, oh, okay then. And I rode off, but, uh, it really kind of. That I thought maybe was a bit inappropriate for a girl her age. Man. Like I like to think like, oh, we can't find pegs to <laughs> yeah, play ring right? toss. So yeah. what can we get? Oh, we could get these little marital but aids. How do but you have access to that many? Exactly. Like, unless they're, they're they make collection? them. Collection? Maybe they make them. You know, well, she's not going to be uptight. I'll tell you that because yeah, she right? was between eight and ten, and she got a big smile on my face and showed you showed and demonstrated. Yeah. Like, hey, well, you throw the rings on the wieners, and so she, did she know they were wieners? 
I'm sure she did. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Well, what, okay, maybe. You know? Okay, I, I hadn't thought of that. There's maybe. a little bit of a plausible deniability at that point. When a kid's that age, you can just say, you know, oh, this is just what you do with these, and you don't. And maybe they had brought all of them, and that was their way to kind of like say, no, this is what they're for. They're not for anything <laughs> else. Don't worry yeah. about it. It's like when you have to explain anything to a kid that well, no, should be going over prom night throwing rings at her boyfriend. Right. <laughs> this is how this works, right? <laughs> Yeah, totally. I've seen this before. Yours uh, is in purple, though. <laughs> so, okay. That is weird, though. That, I, have to agree. I thought it was a little no, weird. No, that's very weird. Um, so that pretty much wraps up the night. Now, I will say that a fan at some point found Mark and said, would you like some acid? And Mark said, well, sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> As you um, should. I love it. I he, love Mark. He ended up tripping balls, and he got lost in the campground. And so... <laughs> good trip or bad trip? I think he had a good time. Okay. He seemed happy. Um, he uh, couldn't find shelter. So he slept in a porta pot. Oh no! Now the best part about this is he woke up around dawn and realized that porta pot was maybe sixty feet from our RV. Oh, <laughs> that is awesome, my man. That is I've had those experiences. I remember okay, one time yeah. at the gorge. <laughs> yeah, I forget what concert it was, but I remember taking some. I think either mushrooms or mol- ecstasy at the time. And I remember it was like a whole bunch of us, people from work and everything. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Set up the tent. Uh, I remember I had a female friend at the time that was there with me. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to share a tent together. Things are going to be great. And I wake up the next day and I'm sleeping on the dirt right outside of my tent. (laughs) (laughs) Never made it in. Three feet from happiness. (laughs) Right. Never made it in there. I'm like, can I get a do-over on that night? This sucks. (laughs) No. Okay, so we're all together. We have a nice breakfast. I love that someone offered him acid. Oh, dude. Yeah, so we then we wander up to the Bloody Mary tent, Tony, Sean, and I. Because um, that sums up that you had a good show. Oh, yeah. It was good. Oh, people have loved a, us, man. Right. People really loved us. They went wild for the band. It was really cool. Everyone was offer, so cool. Yeah, you don't offer acid to somebody who yeah. put on a bad you show. You guys were terrible. Take this. Yeah. <laughs> Take a lot of it and yeah, forget exactly. that you even exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, hit the Bloody Mary tent. Tony, uh, I got up and chugged. It's a Bloody Mary tent. Oh, dude, there was. Can I be like a roadie next time? Are you sure you want to travel with us, man? Okay, you've heard everything up until that point. Yeah. Yeah. And you're still in for it. You know I love chaos. Dude, that's true. Get your will together. Get your affairs in order. And then, sure, man, we'd love to have you along. (laughs) All right. So when I got up, I did a full, I just started chugging water. I I brought vitamins. I did like a whole regimen. Um, And then, because especially with all the sun, right? Um, so, all right, you know, I'm a little shaky, um, but I'm doing good. I feel good. Tony was solid. And then about a half hour later, we're walking through the campground. He just stopped. He's like, dude, it just hit me like a wall. Oh. And then we made our way up to the Bloody Mary tent. He had a Bloody Mary and a couple waters and he was right. You know? Yeah. Sean was just not quite achieving feeling right. He's like, man, I'm hurting. Man, I'm hurting. Well, we'll fast forward to, we were just about getting ready to go. Yeah, being hungover in the heat is a terrible way to live. He ended up in the medical tent. Our oh. buddy Sean had oh. basically sunstroke combined oh, no. with dehydration. Jeez. So they had to IV him and put him back together again. Dude, um, that hit me once living in Arizona. Heat stroke's no joke, Yeah, dude. and he, I was, he was cooked. I was put out for three days. Like, I that couldn't bad. get out of ba- bed mm-hmm. for three days, and it was walking in, in the early, uh, like, the early afternoon, walking like a mile. And because I because my car broke down and I had to get somewhere I was going to walk home and then cooked I made it, yeah it just completely cooked me and I was out for three days so yeah Jeez. I understand exactly what that's, that's what like. happened to Sean you know oh god and I was you know I was kind of ribbing him after the fact because I was because he was like dude man wow and I'm like brother you're dehydrated and you've been in the sun 
you've got you've got heat exhaustion. Just start chugging water. It's going to take an hour or two. Did he get an IV? Oh yeah, they they, okay, they bagged him that and put him back lot. on his feet, man. And, so, then, and then Mark brought him some acid, and everything was good. <laughs> so we get on the road. Um, I stopped in Butte and emptied the it's on an RV. It's called the Blackwater Tank. That's that's the, the nasty. No one does number two. Everyone does number right. one. And I will say because I put the chemical pellets in there, this has multiple journeys worth of urine in it. Um, I discovered that it was time to empty it because that morning, before I'd even started my I'm not hungover regimen, I went in and urinated. And it's a little flap, right? So it fills up with with pee, mm-hmm. and then you hit the button, and the urine goes down, yeah. and then yeah. the water rinses it. Well, I hit the button and went, and it splashed uh, oh. raw sewage all up over my legs. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. What was worse, the gasoline in the face or the raw sewage on the you leg? Know, I, I was just like, whoa, this is how I get the flesh-eating virus and die, or yeah. become the Hulk. I don't know. <laughs> but that hit my legs, and I was like, well, I won't tell anyone about this till later, and i got to make sure and empty this tank. You know, so even logistically, that sure is a lot of weight in urine to be hauling. So we might as well get rid of it. So we stopped in Butte, thank God, and emptied the black water tank. Do they have a place to empty it? Yeah, when you go to campgrounds, there's literally like a hole in the ground. You lift this metal lid, you hook a tube oh, up. Oh, okay, yeah. And then you pull this plunger, and it, it empties the black water, and then gray water, which is your sink water, all that stuff. You have a gray water tank. So after you do the black water tank, you pull the gray water tank, and that rinses the poo hose clean. Gotcha. And you can get back on the road. It's actually pretty well thought out. So I did that process, and up we go, and man, everything's going to be all right, and we're zipping up the road. Boom! Every single cabinet in the RV blows open, stuff's flying everywhere. The driver's side inner tire explodes. Explodes. Oh, man. Now, mind you, at this point, there had been so many delays that Ryan and Mark were in the follow car, and they both had to work Monday morning around 5 a.m. And I said, hey, man, look. Just go. I was like, don't don't follow us. Go. And they're like, what if something goes wrong? I'm like, man, I'm a grown man. I've got a telephone. I got Tony with me. Just take the people that need to get back in Seattle and leave us, man. We're going to be fine. You know? And they're like, dude, are you sure? I'm like, dude, we'll be okay. We're going to be okay, man. We're in Montana. What could happen? Yeah. I, I got I got Tony with me. We're, we're going to be fine. Sean was with us as well. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, between the three of us, you know, we're going to be all right, bro. This is how horror movies start, dude. So it was, at this point, it's me, yep. Tony, and then Mark, Sean. Mark becomes the killer because he's still frying on acid and all of a sudden sees you guys as the enemy. <laughs> he's always been the killer. And we've always been the enemy. <laughs> um, so it's my wife, Tony's wife, Kathy Cooper, who sells all our merch for us, and then me, Tony, and Sean. And we sent... Ryan, Mark, his daughter, and Nathan Kellum, who's kind of the head of all of our merch, um, down the road to Seattle safely. And I was like, don't worry what could happen. This was in Missoula. We were eight miles outside of Missoula when that tire exploded. Mm. So I hit him up and was like, dude. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, I ain't kidding. You know, you want us to turn around? I'm like, nah, dude. I got this covered. Just want to let you know. Just let you know what's up. Yeah. Well, at least you're cool enough to be like, Except that it's Sunday at 5.52. Guess what's not open on Sundays? Anything. That's correct. Yeah. Especially in Montana. So I call the Walmart Tire Center, and they're like, we don't have a match. We don't have. And I'm like, dude, I've got a spare, and I'm an idiot. I have tools. I have more tools. You wouldn't believe what I travel with. And I looked right at my really nice two-and-a-half-ton low-profile hydraulic jack before I split and went, ah, I'm not going to need that. I'll just uh, use that. Dude. So, But, I mean, the RV comes with this huge telescoping jack, but it's a POS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, now we're we in Montana. There's not exits very often, so I had to continue west 
for a while on one tire with that thing just whipping the underside of the vehicle. Oh, man. It busted all of the sewer piping out from underneath of it. That's why I say thank God I emptied that black water tank. Mm. Um, it busted the gray water line. It's PVC. It just destroyed that, took it clear out. Jesus. It blew the valves open on the black water tank. So we're just dripping like blue chemical water mixed with a little bit of pee because the tank was empty. Thank God. (laughs) Um, But I crawled under the vehicle. All the brake lines were sound. Everything was sound that could kill us. Right. So I'm like, all right. And up the road we go on one tire endlessly. Then we can finally find an exit. Then we come all the way back to Missoula. We sit outside the Walmart tire center. Um, They're like, hey, we'll get to you when we can. We're really busy day. All right. so I took this opportunity to try and start working on the electrical system on the trailer again, because by the way, we still have no lights. That problem didn't just go away. So I'm working on the trailer, trying to sort all this out. The lady comes out and she's like, I don't have a comparable tire. I don't have anything that matches. I'm like, if you just give me a jack, all I want is a good jack. So I don't have to spend a half an hour getting this thing in the air and I'll swap it myself. And she's like, oh, if that's all you want. Cool. Um, really, really cool lady. She was the manager of the tire center there at the Walmart. She comes out I never later. even knew there was a tire center at Walmart. Dude, yeah, they, they got were, everything, they man. They got a thing, yeah, man. I mean, so, I know they have steaks. She comes out. Nice. Um, uh, at that point, I was like, hey, Tony, man, and I, I'm, when I tell you I'm dirty, I can't explain how dirty I am. I'm black up to my elbows, my face, my legs. I mean, Just from, from working on this vehicle, from crawling yeah. around under it alongside the highway to make sure, you know, that we still had brake lines. Um, so I said, hey, Tone, man, you got this in hand. I'm going to go in there and clean up. Like, yeah, bro. So I go in the Walmart bathroom, and I'm literally bathing out of the sink. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm using paper towels. And and all these dudes kept coming through, and they were just looking at me like, who let this junkie yeah. into Walmart? Look hey, at this, this like scum. Yeah. yeah, they homeless thought I was guy. just scowling at me. And I'm like, man. Homeless heroin addict. Yeah, dude. They just so, and I get it, whatever, Um, you know. So, so you're like, dude, I'm not. I'm not a homeless heroin addict. I'm in a band. And they're like, oh, so then you are a homeless yeah, exactly, heroin addict. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's what bands are, isn't it? Get, I get back out, and Tony's standing there smiling, and I'm like, what's up? And he said, well, the lady came and looked at the outer tire, and she was like, look, this tire, your outer tire, the one that survived, is so bad. It's torn up so bad from the inner one blowing. Um, the belts in it are snapped. I legally can't put your spare on the inside and send you up the road because this thing will fly apart and I'll be liable. I can't. Ah. I cannot. Cannot help you. Wow. Okay. Hey, and I actually thanked her. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people there, they're just sparing. I'll get the hell out of here. Right. Um. So okay, we're not gonna die tonight. That's always a plus. Yeah. And we're stranded in Missoula. So wow. we went and got hotels. Uh, we all took showers, which was incredible. Oh, I bet. As a, a homeless um, heroin addict, yeah. it's not often oh, that you get the shower. shower. <laughs> and then we all went. We found this killer place. The waitress knew who we were. She, oh, my God, you guys are windowpane. My, my my parents are at the festival. They saw you guys. Wow. This adorable little redhead. And I uh, forget the name of the place, but we got hot wings and nice. whiskey and wings and whiskey. And we That ate will and, help a lot. Dude, and we toasted, and I love you guys, and we're all still here. And yeah. We're all in one piece. Um. And it was really nice, actually. It was really, really nice. Got up the next morning, went straight to Les Schwab. Hey, guys, hook me up. It's going to be really expensive. Then they, they actually really work with me on price, and they found a bunch of tires that were discontinued, and they're like, you're not going to worry about matching these later. And I'm like, dude, I want round wheels. Right. Can I get back to the so, Northwest? You know, and once again, I'm like, man, I'm headed to Seattle, Washington. Will you guys just give this thing a once-over? Look at every single tire, because they're five or six years old. You know, just, just really put eyes on this thing, because I'm going to grind out another nine hours today. Yeah. I don't want to deal with this again. 
So the dude, we met a fan uh, there at the, the Le Schwab. We started calling it the Windowpane Le Schwab tour. We're taking photos <laughs> with people. You know, we're signing CDs there at Le Schwab. Wow. They had free ice cream. You know, I, I can't be nice. angry. I can't be angry, right? No, I mean, at least you were getting all these cool, like, perks from, yeah. from your miserable you know? tour. <laughs> well, Kathy started laughing because they have complimentary coffee, and they were out of coffee. So I made a couple fresh pots of coffee for all the less. She said, Glenn, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I can sit at that table and mope, or I can make everybody coffee. <laughs> you know, so I made coffee for all the Les Schwab folk. And, um, anyway, we're, we're getting ready to split. And the guy comes out and he says, hey, man, can you follow me? And I'm like, sure, buddy. No, boy. And oh, I know. God. He starts unbuttoning so I'm his fo- pants. So I'm following him into the bay. Yeah. <laughs> and you I, got a pretty I, mouth. I know... You want them tires? <laughs> yeah. How bad you want them? How much you got? Well, you, you brew our coffee. Now you got to <laughs> brew this. So we get into the bay there. And uh, I can see it before he even starts explaining. He's got the front of the vehicle up in the air. And they've made chalk marks on the tires to indicate where the issues are. But I can see it. When a belt snaps in a tire, it creates a big bulge in that tire. Mm-hmm. And the passenger side front tire had a bulge along the top edge that was the size of my forearm. So we're oh. 15 feet away, and I went, Jesus, the belt snapped in my, my right front tire. I'm like, that's got to go. That's going to fly apart and kill us. And he went, oh, okay, yeah, you're familiar with them. Like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm a hot rodder. I work on cars. I can tell the belt snapped. I'm like, just, you know, and he's like, well, come here. And we went around the driver's side, and it was even worse. <laughs> Jeez, it's a so, bunch of pregnant tires. At this point, yeah, at this point, we now replace five of the six possible wheels on the RV. There was the, it was the driver's side outer that he said was still in great shape. Five of six wheels we replaced. Wow. wow. After that, though, oh, there was one more thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, the vehicle ran much better. We got better gas. It just, oh, God, I'm an idiot. You know, when I felt that mm-hmm. vibration, I assumed it was the highway being torn up. But the thing felt like a Cadillac after that. We're averaging 75, 80 miles an hour. Just in Tony, I'm like, Tony, I'm an idiot. I apologize, man. I assumed the freeway was just torn up from the big trucks. I didn't realize that what we were feeling was our own wheels going. Bub, 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 bub. I really didn't. No, it makes sense. I mean, you think about it, you're driving something that you're not usually driving. That's right. It's big. You got a lot of crap in there. Yeah. I would probably feel the same way. I wouldn't be thinking. Well, at one point, I even called Mark in the follow car. Five of these six tires were about I, I, to blow. I was like, Mark, dude, you're in the follow car. Are you feeling vibration? He said, what do you mean vibration? And the only way I can think of to explain to him is to imitate it. I'm like, dude, kind of a... And he goes, yeah, real slightly. Real slightly. I'm like, okay, you're in a smaller car. It's lighter. Yeah. I'm like, okay, buddy. I mean, I know what it feels like when a tire throws a wheel weight, and that's what it felt like, but I had a hard time putting those two things together. And, I mean, it didn't help that he was probably still on acid when he said that. <laughs> and, you know, that was on the way. That yeah. was, this he was, was on the way to like, Well, you know, you don't know uh, what this Mark guy, he says that he only really did it there. I have a feeling he was on acid the whole time. Oh, man. So, anyway, we make great time at this point, but in Vantage, you have to go across the bridge, across the Columbia yeah. River, yes. which means you can't get a run for those hills. Now, I had driven... All the way out, it was about 16 hours, I ended up behind the wheel going out. Coming back, once the vehicle was sound, I felt much better about, you know, and Tony got behind the wheel and handled it like a champ. He's watching the gauges, he's downshifting. I mean, the guy's got it un- under control. Sweet. I love you, Tony. And off- I actually went and slept a couple hours upstairs. That must have been nice. Great. So we get into the pass, and I hear this, hey, Glenn. And I'm like, yeah. And I hop down, and we're pulling up out of Vantage. You can't get a run for that hill. Mm-mm. You're slowed down to 40, 50. You can't get a run for it. I mean, we pull through the passes in that thing, 45, 50, even 55 in second. It does really well. And he's like, bro. And I hop down, and we're doing 35. I'm like, dude, we're pulling 35. That's like a Ferrari coming out of here. You know, we're hauling at least 3,000 pounds plus all these bodies. I'm like, dude, honestly, that's great. Then uh, we look, and basically... As the 
engine temperature increases, you can see the oil pressure decreasing because the heat oh. is thinning out the motor oil. It's yeah. it's a natural thing. And I'm like, dude, that's nothing to worry about either. Just keep an eye on it. But as the engine gets hotter, it's going to thin the oil. The oil is going to get thinner. We're going to lose oil pressure. And finally, I got to a point. He's like, dude, I'm losing power. I'm really losing power. And I forget what the formula is. I think it's for every 10 degrees increase of temperature air being pulled into the carburetor, you lose one horsepower, I think is the formula. Okay. So Tony's right. He's saying, dude, we're losing power. Well, yeah, we literally are because the air being pulled into the carb is so hot that it's killing the engine's ability to perform. So right, right now you guys are like Captain Kirk and Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm giving well, it all I got, Captain. It got to a point where I was like, you know, dude, you know, he was like, dude, I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it. I don't like the way this feels. I'm like, fair enough, dude. That's, that's, that's all good. That's a good call. Let's just pull over and let it cool down for about a half hour. So we pulled over somewhere coming up out of that valley uh-huh. and chilled for about a half hour. But we all get out of the RV to stretch and, and get out of the heat and whatnot. And immediately we hear the rattlesnakes. So we're standing I there. I saw that Facebook yeah, post. We're standing there, and, you, you, and Tony's like, dude, did you hear that? And actually, I thought of you, because he was like, man, I wish I had that Pokemon thing, but for rattlesnakes. Because he was like, he was like, I want to find it, man. I want to get a picture of it. I'm like, dude, if you can hear it, you know, I think that means man. that it's upset that you're nearby. Yeah, it's probably close. But you walk eight feet this way, and then you, oh, it's over there now. No, there was like two or three of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing hot or cold with a rattlesnake, oh, and then you realize Jesus. there's a lot of it, it's like, all hot. There was like three of them, so we yeah. all just chilled by the RV laughing about these rattlesnakes that were like, well, I wonder if we can eat these dumb hippies today, you know? <laughs> um, that was the and final- And then I get up to you, and they're like, oh, your window pane. We got some chicken wings and some whiskey yeah, for you. We love you <laughs> guys. some pictures. You know, oh, if they, yeah, I forget who said it. Either Tony or Sean said <laughs> it. It was like, hey, I found one of them, man. It's hooked to your wife's ankle, you know? And I'm, <laughs> It was that kind of a moment. But- uh after the engine cooled down, got on the road, again, pulled up out of the valley, problem-free, man. We went, fueled up again. Tony drove us all the way back into Seattle. God. And that was it. Um, wow. And that, I honestly, that's the shortest way I can describe what all went on. No, dude. I that, apologize that that was so lengthy. No, dude, that was amazing. No, no, that, dude. I mean, I feel like that, that's, like a, that. that's like an episode of like a movie. Like if they ever made like a movie like or a, a TV show, like Entourage, but for a band... Like, yeah. I feel like that's like a scene from it right there. Yeah, man. It, uh, that's insane. But like I said, I mean, everyone's like, oh, oh, man, oh, man. And that's really great. But honestly, no one got hurt. Everyone was safe. And I'm, I'm with my friends. Right. So you're you right. Great- All that stuff was terrible, but we're together and we're safe and I'm grateful. Yeah. No one got hurt. Nothing catastrophic happened. Um, that's Everything was thing. fixable. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No one got hurt. My yeah. main thing is none of my friends got hurt. You mm-hmm. know, if a tire had blown and we'd rolled that thing over, I mean, that kind of crap. Yeah. Right, you don't so, know. So, to yeah. me, man, even in the midst of it, I, I think I only really lost my temper once, and of all things, it was over a garbage bag. And Tony even said it. He was like, dude, all stuff's going on, you're finally going to snap over a garbage bag? And he just kind of walked away. After <laughs> putting like, me uh, in check, I'm like, hashtag yeah. perspective. I'm like, he's so right. He's so right. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you know. But everyone kept their cool. Everyone kept good spirits. And, and we're together, and we're a family, and, and no one got hurt. That's great, though. I mean, so, and you have I an amazing grateful. story. Yeah. You got to play a great show. We did. We did, you know? man. I mean, we you went over the respect of a band that's been doing it for quite some time. And they were great live. They just destroyed. And honestly, it was really cool watching Jeff throw down with those guys. Gosh, um, yeah. He was really playing playing his ass off. I, whenever um, they post videos, I, I just, and I know Jeff's style. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's sad to say, like, I'm like not like a weird stalker, but I've been <laughs> playing in bands that 
have played shows with him since when he was in a band called Alien Crime Syndicate. I remember Alien Crime Syndicate, oh, yeah. wow. sure. So, I mean, yeah. this was like, you know, since the late 90s. Uh, that I've was been... Joe Reinecke's project after, I think, Micro Mini, right? Was Micro Mini he, Joe's? No, Joe was Mises. Mises, thank you. The Mises, Mises were a band Mises. that I used to play all the time on in college radio. So mm-hmm. when I got to meet Joe, yep. I, I think I scared him because I was probably like, he's just like, how is this guy so obsessive? Because I love the Mises. Yeah, and yeah. they just reunited recently. And Joe's a Joe's great guy. Joe's a really awesome I just, guy. Remember yeah. when I shared the story about speaking in front of a bunch of kids at yeah. a, a recording studio? Uh-huh. It was Joe's studio, Orbit Studio. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, Joe, Joe, cool. Joe is Sweet. one of the good guys for sure. But I think that's how Jeff came to connect with Duff to end up and Loaded because I think the board that's in Orbit, Joe bought from Duff McKagan. Right. I believe that. And so in the process of that, I think that's how Jeff met Duff. And then I think that relationship blossomed. Such actually, a weird you know? small world with that stuff. It is. And you know, the guitarist but... in, uh, in Alien Crime Syndicate is, was uh, Mike Squires. That's right. And Squires. Is also in Loaded. That's right. It's just this very. That's right, yeah. You know, he was also in the Nevada Bachelors. I mean, yeah. I mean, so I've been playing all these shows with. So I know how Jeff plays the bass. Yeah. Like I know his style and the way he well, bobs his head. Cool, and, man. I mean, yeah. And but, so when know, I see you, those videos, I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. There's Jeff just jamming with Buck Cherry. Big time, man. And you and like changing gears and styles too. A couple songs, just straight pick, straight. Yeah. You know. Then two songs later, he's playing with just his fingers, and he's all over the neck. I mean, really, it was cool to see. Like, man, that dude really is changing gears based on the song he's playing. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's awesome to watch, you know? It was think, really cool. Think about it. I mean, when you have, and I mean, you know, it's obviously a lot of people could debate it, but arguably one of the greatest bassists in rock history, in Duff McKagan, who has decided that when I have a band, I'm going to have Jeff Rouse be it's, my bassist. It's like being Taylor Hawkins with Dave Grohl right. from the band. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it doesn't get much better yeah. than that. Like, that's yeah. the ultimate nod. Like, I want you to be my bassist, and I'm, I'm the when it comes to bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's freaking The guy cool. writes memorable, melodic bass lines. I mean, it's it's one of those things with, uh, it's like guitar players. Some guys are like, oh, if you're not, you know, going like Ingve Malmsteen, you're just not a very good player. And there's all those different opinions, right? Yep. Whereas, like, I'm upset. I was jamming to the Sex Pistols coming here this morning because I'm obsessed with Steve Jones. Yeah. And to me, you listen to Steve Jones and then you put on Appetite for Destruction and you go, oh, man, I hear a lot of Steve's riffs and styles in Slash and Stradlin. And all those kind of translations. But, like, Duff McKagan may not be Getty Lee, right? Sure. But his bass lines are memorable, cool. And look at the intro to Sweet Child of Mine. That yep. bass line is as hooky as a vocal melody. Thank you. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. When you can hum along to a bass line. Dude, he's mm-hmm. a really remarkably talented musician. I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah. so that's so. why I was like, yeah. And there's I mean, Jeff, yeah. So, yeah. Very, very, very cool. Man, I mean, so that is cool an, our weekend. We just went to Atlanta and came back. It was Got, cool. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, we didn't have any so problems, thank All God. my crap out of the way. Tell me about Atlanta, guys. Okay. Tell me what's going on. I'd love to hear. I'll, I want to throw yeah. it into the Rev's hands because, so we all, it was a radio convention and it was awesome. We had a lot of great experiences. BJ and I got to be on a panel uh, and actually I got a, a bunch of good laughs in addition to sharing some stories that are hopefully inspiring to other radio people. It was, it was fun for me to be able to have that moment where it's like, okay, now I'm kind of being thrust into this world since the name change and the show's name change, having this opportunity to be on a spotlight with BJ and with some people that I have the utmost respect for, like Woody in LA, who does a great show, and uh, Brian Moot, who used to be from around here. He's now in in, in Atlanta doing some great stuff. And uh, Andy Summers, she's unbelievably talented radio personality in Philly. So this is cool. Like I'm a, I'm on a mm, panel no with doubt. these and Tommy McFly, who's from DC, from your neck of the woods. He's he's the moderator, and I'm like, gosh, like I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. I'm sharing the stage with these guys. That's this so is cool. this is awesome. Yeah. And then my big contribution to all of it <laughs> was a joke 
but it actually happened. So right before we go up on on the stage to to speak in front of everyone, and our whole panel is about you know life being you're always on even after 10 a.m. Like how do you still keep your quote unquote brand out there? It's, that was like one of the big buzzwords, being a brand and blah blah blah. So they're like getting everything ready, and one of the guys who was the the sponsor of this panel was like, "Hey, so do you guys need anything? We got water, we got this." I go, "Well, I think we all need like a shot of Fireball." And Andy, she's like right there with me. She's like, "Oh yeah, that'd be awesome." Do they do that for you? So now we're doing the panel, and as we're just talking, all of a sudden, the guy who I told is walking up to the the stage with a bunch of Starbucks cups, plastic Mm -hmm. paper Starbucks cups. That's Awesome, man. Yeah. So at first I'm like, why is he bringing us coffee? And then I realized, oh, he took me serious. <laughs> awesome. Well, what's killer is he was like, Migs needs fireball. And, right. And, <laughs> and, and, and he left. And, and so he comes back, hands it all out. And so me being, of course, the knucklehead, I go, hey, I just got to stop everything. Just want to let you know my only contribution to this entire panel is this right here? It's Fireball. Let's drink Mother Blankers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there are like big wigs, everything. Like you know what I mean? Like this is like a big deal. This the, the morning radio convention. You got program directors. You got owners. You got this. And <laughs> I'm going. Let's drink at like two in the afternoon. Yeah, did the room blow up though? How was the response? Oh, they loved it. Oh, it yeah. was see hilarious. that's killer. Exploded. That's that is killer. And I bet everyone else in the panel was like that guy. Yeah. All these oh. people that you look up to, going, yeah. I can't believe that guy got a shot to fireball. Right. Like, dude, you really, even in just being lighthearted and goofy, that's- It was a moment. Yeah, that's incredible. And the best part about mm-hmm. all of it was, mm-hmm. we all just, no problem, and you know, Woody, It's fireball. You know what fireball Fireball is. Candy. Way too drinkable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> way Except for one person, and one person only. I'll <laughs> give you one guess on which person had a very difficult time chugging that fireball. I'll let Rev answer. It was BJ. I didn't want to say it. It was BJ. I think we all knew it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to just go BJ and have you guys be like, nah, man, BJ rolls tough. I I should find a picture of it, dude, because it's the the face that he made. Did he choke it down? Yeah. Well, he he almost spit it out everywhere. He really wasn't. And we were in the front row giving, you know, some solidarity. Everyone else on the show was right in the front row. So we got total. So is BJ not a drinker? He. He's weird because you will tell him exactly what he's about to consume, right. and then he will still be shocked and awed at what he is drinking. <laughs> right? He acted like as if I lied and said that, hey, everybody, let's take a shot of water. And he's done so this. There's a picture of him. Yeah. He's done this before because I've brought- uh, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. It looks like he's having a heart Everyone, attack. Everyone, if you can imagine, he's leaning forward in his chair- um, grimacing in, in obvious pain. It's almost as if a secret sniper shot him and in the gut. Almost fireball. like he siphoned oh, gasoline. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and this is fireball. This is like candy. The college girl drink now. Right. <laughs> and he clears putting her hands in there. Greer, you love fireball, right? Oh, well, I don't I don't love fireball, but I mean like that's it's easily accessible. It's right. Really easy to drink. It's not Right, if someone says, let's do shots, it's, and they're like, what do you want to do a shot of? It's like, okay, well, I'm not ready to do a shot of anything other than Fireball. It's not bad. So it's I, more drinkable than face, Jaeger. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'm so glad we've gotten past Jaeger. That face that BJ is making, I, 
it, that's just pure confusion in my brain. <laughs> like it well, tastes like candy. Yeah, and he's <laughs> right. Done, Cinnamon Cinnamon hates candy. candy. Cinnamon yeah. whiskey. <laughs> he's done this before. Where I've I didn't even landmine him with these, but I have. Uh, what I'll do is I will take uh, maraschino cherries, pour out all of the um, juice in the container, and fill that up with Everclear. Stick it in the back of my oh. freezer, put a date on it, and sit. Let it sit for years, literally years. And I had one at God. I think at one of our shows, and I was backstage with it and I'm just like handing them out to people and and BJ was like ooh cherries what are those and oh, I'm like no. no 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 these are ever I'm telling a friend you these are ever clear, like a child it, do these and, are for grown ups yeah <laughs> these are everclear cherries you know what everclear is right this is for your mommy and daddy and he's like oh cherries sweet so I'm like all right we'll take one and these are like usually what you want to do is you want to take a couple put them in a drink and then maybe afterwards you know eat them and stuff like that but they're still little tiny fireballs and so he just takes one and just immediately just chomps on it and now he's flailing around because it's a shot in cherry form. A shot of Everclear. Yes. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, I told you. And it's that same face with the fireball. Ah. He just doesn't pay attention to what you say. He's just like, ooh, candy. I'm just picturing the mighty BJ Shea in front of a room full of his peers. Yes. Oh, yeah. Not being able to handle that shot. It was awesome. <laughs> and then at one point, he's talking about, we're doing this whole thing about just like art and the, the, the business of radio. And, and BJ's talking about how important it is to, so, you know, understand. That, you know, if you're uh, in the programming world, to understand that talent are creative types. They're not like, you know, they don't play by the numbers and they're not like, you know, matter of fact. And some of us are, you know, sensitive. And so he goes, you know, I'm a delicate flower. Is what he said. Yeah. So I go, somebody please tweet that out right now. Hashtag delicate flower boot camp or something along those lines. And of course, there's like seven. Rev being one of Just them. Yeah. Rev mm-hmm. puts it up. A chick from another market. She takes a picture of BJ and puts it over him like a meme. I'm a delicate effing flower. <laughs> Oh, this is astounding! Everybody, like that, that tore down the. So it's like, red. like I'm not giving out tidbits of info. I'm just a guy that's like, let's do shots of fireball, and I'm gonna make fun of BJ. Sounds <laughs> like you guys are the stars of this. It thing, was fun, actually, dude. And, and the Migs cast got love during oh, really? another yeah. panel. Uh, this wow, guy Seth, cool. who I used to work with, at the end, he's now gone on to be like the marketing, digital marketing strategist for a, a consultant firm called Jacobs Media, and he did a whole thing about podcasting and why radio personalities should be podcasting. It's surprising, like. People who listen to our podcast probably think everyone in radio are doing podcasts like this because, you know, we got BJ and Geek Nation and Rev as well. Mm-hmm. We've got ours. We've got the Megacast. We've got the podcast. We've got the broadcast. Like Our stations, a lot of people are doing podcasts. In that room, there weren't many people outside of our our show that raised their hand when he said, hey, who's doing podcasts? And I was like, wow. I was super surprised myself. And he used us as an example. Well, I think it's part of the reason why this station's a flagship station. Yeah. Now, man. I mean, you guys, even just look at Live Day, and, and that's just one yeah. of many things this station does differently. And when that I, actually came up in a, another convention I did, people asking about, con, at Conclave in Minnesota, asking about Live Day, because it is unlike anything else out there. Yeah. It's kind of cool because Hair Club was just like, I remember starting the podcast and like, can we use this room? And they're like, well, yeah, if as long as it's not getting in the way of the actual business. Right. And for the most part, this room wasn't being used. So I could take, you know, a half hour, you know, with the Maze cast, two hours, you know, just however it works out. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I Let's mean, I, and it. I spoke but to a lot of other radio. broadcasting, you guys are giving people content. And that's I mean, important. You know, content. and. Mm-hmm. You, when you think about that with products and, and websites in general, with websites, I always say content, content. Okay, well, ISW.com is a website. Why should it be different? Yeah. So you guys are giving 
your listeners so much content. But it's, there's it's some people killer. there's some people out there that are so old school and don't understand the big picture of like, well, if I'm doing a podcast, I'm taking away from people listening to our station. Isn't no. that a bad? It's like no, people will find ways to listen to everything if they like it. Like no no one is going to stop enjoying your radio station. A lot of if, people I talk to pull up that podcast either late at night, right, or at work, mm-hmm. or they're driving and let's say it's it's dude it's the eighties is on and they're not into that particular program. They don't want to hear so music. So they'll call up the podcast. Yep. And they'll listen to that instead. So what you're giving people is a ton of opportunities to enjoy KISW. Not go to the next station on the dial, but enjoy it in multiple formats. Right. I we, mean, we it's, should, it's really astute, man. If, if, if our audience is there, we should be there, too. Yeah. And, and that really... But it was cool, dude. It was it was a cool feeling. And I, I, I yeah. think you would agree. Like, here he's doing this whole thing. And then all of a sudden, on this big screen right behind him, oh. you see a giant picture of me and BJ and then all of our podcast logos. Oh, yeah. Look at the perspective really of the cool. people. Like, this is a giant video screen. There's a lot of people in that room. It was one of the more highly attended uh, conferences in the a, last couple of years. It was the second panel of the day yeah, guy, on if, Thursday so morning. Picture this giant, it's a giant screen in this room, everybody. Oh, and the so entire cool. right-hand corner is BJ and Migs. And then you see all the logos. The Cast Table logo, the BJ Shays Geek Nation, the Megacast, yep. the Migscast. And this is a big screen. It's it's dope. My favorite thing this is, is really cool with the uh, the mega cast. It's yep. it's Steve and Ted. It's the 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 Macho the Man Hulk Hogan cartoon drawing. Cartoon drawing. I was gonna give him the black mega cast logo. That's just the black background with the white words that say mega cast on it. And I'm like, I have a feeling he might use this as a slide. I want that one as the slide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Steve wants to be in wrestling trunks yes. with ripped abs in yeah. front of yeah. everybody. Oh, it was great. The reaction was awesome when they saw that one. The reaction was great because he out and out. Remember last week we talked about him asking me about what our podcast is about. And he some, rather quickly goes, you know, this podcast has morphed into a, a podcast where they talk about things that are heavy like depression, but try and find a funny positive spin to it. And when he said that, the place just started laughing. Like, and I was like, that's funny. Like that people find that to be so weird. And, you know, it's a bunch like, of depressed bums and losers talking on a mic all day trying to make, each to other make laugh. people happy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. That was a couple of the highlights for sure at, at the actual convention. But the Rev got to do something. Oh, man. Really cool. And I don't know. Are you a Walking Dead fan? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay so here, yeah, dude, this is get amazing. ready to geek out. So um, everybody else were uh, were going on their own thing. And Saturday was kind of a free day for us. We were uh, going to go ride roller coasters. Yeah. They went and rode Atta roller coasters. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't do that. I do not ride roller coasters. I, oh, the last time I was on a ride, it was like I was like 10 years old and I vomited on a Ferris wheel. Which is blasphemous because I, I today- I can't talk you into riding a coaster with me at some point. Good God, no. Today right, is National right. Roller Coaster Day, I found out. Well, like, I'm not even today, joking. Then, no, today not from a man, Rev. He's no, not down. Nope. You and I will ride some yeah. coasters. Oh, I'm down. Yeah, Big time. Not into those. So everyone's down for that. Well, like, it's like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna rent a car because just about an hour away is Sonoy, Georgia, which is the set for The Walking Dead for both Alexandria and Woodbury, which were in season no three and season kidding. four of, uh, of The Walking Dead. So I'm like, I'm going to go down there. And because I know that they have they have some touristy trap stuff, you know they've got the gift shop and they've got some other things, and you can go walk the town and stuff. So I'm like, I'm but gonna just see, to what see it's those like. locations, and yeah, stuff. right. So I go down there, and uh, first off, their main street is literally Woodbury. So like, if you go down in one spot, you can be like, well, if you imagine where the barricades are for the front place, it's right here, and you can see the big old water tower 
and it's just so cool. Like, I went in and I bought a couple of shirts at the gift stop. It was funny because they've got uh, like antique stores that just will be like, oh, antiques, knickknacks. And then they have like a little picture that says, zombies inside too, come buy our stuff. <laughs> like, the, everybody yeah. is in. It's like, it's like Forks is for Twilight. Right. Like, everyone is just in on it. So it's amazing and it's super cool. And then I'm like driving around and I'm like, okay, well, I, I go around for about an hour and I see all of these things. I'm like, oh, cool, take a picture of all the stuff and I kind of geek out about that. And then I, I kind of go to where some other people are and I'm starting to leave. And I stop because there's big a big tour group walking by. So I'm like, oh, there must be something there. So I kind of slow roll by and I can see like the the uh, the fence and the barricade for and the sign that says, welcome to Alexandria. But it's really far down this road and they've got signs that say, you know, thanks for being big fans, but please don't go Get past. Get the F out. Yeah, basically, <laughs> don't go past these barricades because they're still. Oh, but you see the sign. That's yeah, got to be torture because you want to get a picture with it. So I went and I parked at uh, one of the supermarkets and walked back up and I got right up to the barricade, zoomed in, got that shot. And I was like, okay, well, I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, it, you've got to be able to go around it. So I kind of did the perimeter. So my I man. got back in my car, yeah. did the perimeter long around and tried to find a good spot where maybe I could see more. And so I was getting towards the end of it and I couldn't really find anything. And then on the west side, as I'm going down this road, I look and it's literally just the entire like western or eastern side of the 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 town. Like all the barricades are up and it was just wide open. Oh, wow. So I quickly went over and I parked in uh, the, the uh, post office and I walked up. And I just I talked to the security guard. I was like, "Is it cool? To, is it cool to take you know pictures here?" And he's like, "Yeah, don't go past the things. You know, you'll, you know, respect all of that." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, sure, no problem." And I just was like, got super close. Like you couldn't go in because there's actual families that live there, right? And they right. weren't taping right then, so there weren't like any cast or crew or nothing. So I knew I wasn't going to be bothering anyone. But I managed to uh, pop on like the KSW Facebook, do a Facebook Live video. This thing blew up, man. Like, dude, that, that is, is so, so cool. Thousands of people are watching this. That is so cool. It just cool. shows how popular. I, I don't know anything about this show, so oh, to me it was man. like. If you hate the genre, like, oh, God, I hate zombies, watch the show. Yeah. It, it is killer. And my, it is killer. My man, favorite thing. I need to. I need to. My favorite thing about it. it is after doing the shots and just totally geeking out for 10, 15, 20 minutes, I was doing that. I walked back and I thanked the security guard. And he's like, oh, you must be a pretty much a pretty big fan of it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my soap opera. I have a bag of T-shirts that I just bought. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a little fan. Yeah. And it was it was just the coolest experience just to be able to see that set. And this was like another one of those, you know, little bucket list items. Sure. It would have been cool to go check it out. And it was just. It was. It's so weird to say, yeah, this like rickety, uh, you know, wall surrounding this town in Georgia is like something that I just totally lost oh, my mind I get over. It. I would be doing backflips, oh, right? Like, like to the point I where I can't believe I'm standing here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I remember feeling that when we went to Hawaii, and we didn't make it because I was like, I felt awkward. Like you have to go through like residential areas to get mm-hmm. to it, but like the some of the locations for Lost, I was like, that'd be so awesome. But yeah. I'm like, then I hit the point. I'm like, hey, babe, just take a picture of me and buy a bunch of green stuff. And I'll be like, yeah, this is <laughs> I'm part. On Lost. Right, I'm on the set of Lost. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, and I just was like, and the whole day before that, I was like, God, do I want to do this? Do I really want to rent a car? Because it was a process. Yeah, I mean, I had to rent a car and then drive in Atlanta traffic to get there, and it's it's only like 20 or 30 miles away, but it's an hour drive just sure. because of how crappy the traffic is there. And I was just, I was so glad that I did it. Uh, it, it yeah, I think that's really cool. Oh, man. and it was just like, I, I love the show. And like, it's, it's so weird because 
you're going into the town and you see all these different things and they've got all this stuff. But I didn't even know that Norman Reedus uh, uh, on the show, he's got a bar there. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah him and... Is it Gr- called Daryl's? It's called um, it's called Nick and Norman's because Greg Nicotero is uh, like one of the executive producers on the show. So they just bought one of the uh, one of the storefronts, basically. And turned in it the, into a bar. Turned it into what a, a gangster bar. Movie. That is so yeah. cool. And it's just... It was just amazing. Yeah, that would that, for me. It's like because I'm a big fan of uh, the first Boondock Saints movie as well. Oh, yeah, I actually have. Well, I have one of the T-shirts, but I have one of the rosaries that's uh, autographed. The thing, the container's autographed by Troy Duffy. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I've got it hanging on a hook in my office by the door. That it's, is cool. It's like that. Like I have random movie props that I, I have. The idol from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I'm. Weird fetish properties. Hey, man, I understand it. I got a four-foot-tall Yoda statue in my uh, living room. My man. Dude, yeah. <laughs> so, But to me, it's like, if I saw that, I'd be like, Norman Reedus owns that bar. He's getting some of my money. I would have to go yeah. in there right. and get it, a couple drinks. It I was closed, to. unfortunately. So I just got a shot. Yeah, I got a shot of the outside. I was like, oh, that's cool. Have you bothered to check online to like see what if they have like specialty drinks that are like a you know, like a nod no, to the walking I didn't even dead? Think about doing like, that. I gotta the, check that out. The zombie Rita or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. The boondock bomber. So while he's there, we're going to uh Six Flags over Georgia. Which is like a big amusement park. Been there many times in my life. Actually. So we take an yeah. Uber to get there, and it was like actually it was really cheap. Even though it was like twenty miles away, it was like a twenty dollar Uber drive ride. Not bad. I was like, well, because we were thinking about renting a car, but after all, we send them with parking and renting the car it was like a seventy dollar rental. And then I'm doing the math on Uber, and I'm like, it's like forty bucks to and fro. That's not a bad deal at all. So we take an Uber, but the Uber driver is using Waze, that app that is it's almost like a social it's, network. It's interactive. Yeah. yeah. Well. That app's fine. Like, I've used it before. It works fine. But sometimes it takes you down a weird path. Oh, yeah. That's why to, I quit using it. It's I, so I, I was weird. using it for work when it was early. So a lot of people hadn't fed it yet. Right. Oh, so in its yeah. embryonic state, it would do things like drive me in a circle for half an hour, and I'm screaming and punching the ceiling of the car. So I quit using Waze, but now that enough people have fed Waze information, right. it has grown, and I've heard it's pretty reliable. Dude, I giggle every time. It's like, yeah. a cop up ahead, and then there's the cop. I'm like, yeah. whoa, can I lie and be like, a cow in the middle of the street? Corpse <laughs> to your left. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Zombie coming after you from the rear. Well, anyway, excuse me. So this guy, yeah, I didn't sound right. <laughs> this guy all of a sudden gets off the freeway because Waze tells him to get off the freeway. Okay, fine. Starts taking us through the side roads. Well, I think we actually went to the set of The Walking Dead as opposed to The Rev because- <laughs> You went to a good part of town, didn't we you? We went to the ghetto. Yeah. Like, seriously- Roll them up, kids. Not every other house had windows boarded up. One house on a stretch of maybe five blocks had windows. I'm not even joking. Like, it was every That's house. the well-armed family, because if you bust my window, it's on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? What? This can't be the way that you have to get to this amusement park. Like, I'm, there is no way. Six Flags is just up ahead on the right, guys. <laughs> this is the but you've got to walk from here. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Dude, it was terrifying. I'm like, gosh, man, come on. Like, where I, where I would rather be in traffic. This is weird. We finally get there. We have a time of our life. It was so much fun. You know, we didn't wind up, we were thinking about buying the Fast Pass, but it was way too much money. Like, it was like 40 bucks for a Fast Pass, and that's not even like the super Fast Pass. That's, that's like so the, you can skip the lines? Yeah. Or? So you could, oh. all, you could just kind of bypass everything. But oddly enough, when we went, because it's so hot, not a lot of people were there. Oh, that's another reason why I didn't want to go. We, oh, oh, yeah, dude. dude. Like, yeah. I so we all anyway. got baked. We all got baked this weekend. Oh, dude, I was oh. cooking. But it was so much fun. We rode the Batman ride twice. That was awesome. What was the Batman ride? The Batman oh. ride, you get you get hooked up in your harness, and then all there's 
no floor. Oh, God. There's no floor oh, at all. Rev's really no. not feeling it. Cannot. So you're standing on the floor, and then when you're ready to go, the floor drops. So now you're just you're, you're like a five-year-old, and your feet are hanging off the toilet bowl. Like, it was awesome. <laughs> and that thing goes, and it twists and spins and puts you upside down. You don't know which way is up. It was amazing. Yeah. That was great. We went on the Cyclone, which is, I didn't realize this until I read afterwards. It's patterned. It's not 100% exactly like, but it's pretty much like the Coney Island ride, the Cyclone, which mm-hmm. is an iconic uh, roller coaster. It's a wood roller coaster. So we went on that one, the Georgia Cyclone, and that was awesome. Like, if you have any ailments, back problems, hip problems, don't do it. Don't though. ride it because you're getting thrashed. You're getting, <laughs> uh, those old school wooden, like some of those are really. I love those. It's a hell of a ride. It's yeah, scary though as it. a tall guy because you don't know if your head's going to make that oh, clearance. I remember doing Space Mountain and I was convinced I'd get decapitated in, yeah. in Disneyland. Oh God. I didn't you put know? my arms up in Space And Space Mountain's my all time favorite roller coaster. I still I will put never put my arms up either. I'm, I'm afraid. Put my arms up either, dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> Have you guys ever done. I don't. Don't do it if. It does change Space Mountain a little bit, but I think it's still cool. Go on YouTube. There are videos of Space Mountain with the lights on. Like somebody has taken. What's it look like in there? Just a warehouse? It's just like an old wooden roller coaster in a inside of a building. Yeah, not a big deal. No, but when it's pitch black, it's amazing. So you can imagine being hurled around and it is pitch black in there, dude. Yeah. I mean, there might be a pin of light here and there, but it's yeah, like, pitch black. Like little yeah. dots of light to make it look like you're in the stars. And it's going to be pitch brown in my pants. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 Dude, no. No, no aversion therapy? No aversion therapy for that? No. All right, man. Have you done a, a roller coaster recently, though? No. See, I used to hate roller Childhood coasters. Childhood trauma, man. I was terrified. I, I also used to hate roller coasters. I went on uh, Space Mountain. It, easy. Did you put easy. your hands up? No, because I thought I was going to get them cut off. <laughs> see? No, it's, it's for sure, because you can't see anything. Nothing. It's like, if you put your arms oh, up, man. that you are convinced that they're just going to be gone. Oh, yeah. And apparently right now it's Star Wars themed. I need I to get there oh, to check that out. Dude. Come on, Rev. you got to do it. I love Space Mountain so much, I got off the ride. That's my wife. So if it's Star Wars themed, you'll be able to see stuff. So you're going to see stuff while moving quickly. That's, yeah. that's like driving. I haven't Ewoks. done it. You know... Mm. I don't want to say absolute yes, but if we're at the place and there's enough peer pressure, well, just let me explain well, to you. I don't want to pressure you into doing something I you're not yeah. Like, I remember being on the roof of the stratosphere and I'm weird about heights. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my choice. I'm like, I'm going to do this because, you know, I have a selective fear of heights, which is strange. I can ride an assessment sure. and lean against the door and I'm not tripped out, but you put me on a fire escape and I, I don't trust man, I guess I yeah. would say. And at that point, too, you're also really close yourself. And it's there's a difference when you're in an airplane. There's a, an illusion of safety. Yeah. Or even like a, a cliff face. You know, mm-hmm. I can walk out on a cliff face and stare down a thousand feet and I'm good. So it's totally selective. It doesn't. I would never want to pressure you into doing something that you're not going to enjoy. But if you'd be willing to roll the dice, well, and that's the thing. You know Steve what I'm was, I mean, because trust me, like I love Space Mountain so much, and my wife will attest to this. The minute we got off the ride, I went straight to the to the, the, the to the little like the, the merch shop, and I bought a Space Mountain T-shirt. Like it was like a band. <laughs> it was like seeing a band that blew my mind. I was like, I need this shirt. And my wife's like, you realize, like uh, jokingly, I go, maybe the shirt will get me free admission, or like it's like a fast pass if I if I wear the shirt. And she's like, no, you're an idiot. But I, <laughs> that's I still that wear, Space Mountain. Mountain guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he bought, he's the one guy who bought the shirt. He's got the tattoo. Let him through. I would. I would totally. I should. That would, that should be my chest piece. Space Mountain. Wow. I'm sure should, your wife would love that in missionary position, looking up at Space Mountain. And they play the music every time we get Randy. Wow. You could just do all of Ric Flair's quotes. Yes. I'm, I'm taking a Space Mountain, baby. 
<laughs> Keep your arms and legs inside that vehicle. But there's something about being on a roller coaster, and, and the the one that was like the craziest, and we did a Facebook Live video on KSW's Facebook page if you look for it. It's The video does a great job of explaining how much chaos and terrified that we were while mm-hmm. the Goliath. The Goliath is an ins- and you never go upside down, but it's like a lot of crazy drops. Man, for me to be able to, and maybe you could try this if you do do a roller coaster. If you just yell the S word, the entire time, man, <laughs> roller coasters are awesome. Like you need to yell. For the longest time when I was a kid, I wouldn't yell. I was so scared, I was silent, and that, and it's terrifying. When you yell anything, curse words, whatever, ah, it makes the ride so much it, more it fun. Helps. I'm afraid if I'm yelling, it's just everything is going to come up when I'm doing it. Was like it? that's my big. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, like I was, I said, uh, you know, vomiting on the Ferris wheel. I mean, I was young, and my stepdad was a jackass and fed me an onion burger right beforehand. Ooh. So there were, you know, there are caveats to that. But at the same point, like I remember going to Wild Waves and uh, uh, Enchanted Village, and they had a ride that is basically you stick forty people in an elevator and just going around in circles oh, yeah. and up and down. And I made them stop it so I could get off and go vomit. Not feeling it. Just yeah. not. So. It's the it's those it's the up and down. I don't necessarily get it like on the elevators, but if there are a lot of stops, I start getting Nauseous. antsy and sweaty. I, I can't ride in a car most of the time if somebody is driving. Uh, I'll yeah. start to get nauseous on that because I don't know. I don't know where we're going. And if they do any jerky motions, any braking, anything yeah. like no, that, well, a lot way. of people aren't smooth. I have a hard time when I'm not with a smooth driver. Yep. Yeah. You accelerate brake. Accelerate brake. Accelerate like our, brake. Like I'm like, dude, you're club? making me uh, sick, bro. Yeah. Chill out. I swear to God, you're gonna get there in the same or, amount of time. Or dude, B- hair, BJ, hair club. <laughs> I I won't. Uh, a lot of times we go to like lunches and he wants to drive and I'm like, I'll just I'll meet you there because it's fine going. But on the way back when I have food in my stomach, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to hurl in his nice like you know fancy car. Yeah. This is your fault. <laughs> Puke is on your hand. <laughs> well, on but your a lot of people aren't smooth driving. I mean, I, I remember uh, when I was learning to drive, I learned to drive stick on a three on the column shift. But I remember my dad being like, look, the name of the game, driving clutch, is I don't want to know I'm in an, a clutch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think I'm in a clutch. You're going to drive this thing until you can do that, son. And it was like that. First, second, third, and if his if his torso jerked, he'd be like, stop, pull over, again. start again. What the hell's wrong with you, boy? Mm-hmm. And so I try to be very smooth. In my car, there's a necklace that hangs from the rear view, and I always hang my sunglasses from that so I can always find them. People that borrow my car, every time I get in, the necklace and the sunglasses are gone. And I'm like, what? Where's my stuff? And they're like, oh, it was driving me crazy. It was swinging around like mad. It was driving me crazy. I'm like, okay, dude, if the necklace and the sunglasses are swinging around like crazy, (laughs) you're driving like like an a-hole. Glenn becomes his own dad. He's like, drive it again. Do it again. I'm like, dude, it should just very gently, gradually swing as the gravity changes. But if it's jerking all over the place, that means you're accelerating too fast, you're braking too fast, you're taking corners too hard. Please don't abuse my vehicle. (laughs) And leave my stuff up. You know what? In fact, give me the keys. We're not even right. doing it. Yeah, we're done. We've been banned. But it makes people nuts. They're like, how oh, can you stand that? I'm like, well, when I drive it, it doesn't seem to move around much. <laughs> Smooth as silk, Glenn yeah, Cannon. That's right. that's right. Hey, why don't we do our voicemails, our emails, and our text messages? Let's throw out that old, uh, that, the new one by uh, Ziggy, if you have that one. Let's do it. Yeah. My yeah. dog broke down just a yesterday. Huh. I don't know why I'm Jay-Z on this. Ooh. And my truck done left me too. Should have parked it in gear. Uh, turn my headphones up. <laughs> and my wife broke her leg, so I had, had to put, put her down. down. It's like a. When I listen to the mixcastles, messages. Those 
messages. My RV turns out. <laughs> blew eight tires, only had six. <laughs> and the <laughs> crapper is full. That's a thing. Why don't you poop in the RV? Um, the smell. She's got her hand up. Let's let oh, her yeah. answer Rear. that. Rear's going to answer that. We go camping all the time, and we have an RV. And um, one, it fills up really fast. And two, it smells so bad. Even with the chemicals. You really? the chemicals. Okay, well, I guess you, that makes sense then. And then when you go to dump it, Oh it God! Sm- it like oh, creates God. like this cloud. Yeah, and it is the worst. Okay, I've, I've got okay. stories because that's a band rule. I've got a great Queensrÿche yeah. tour story where we had been pooing in that RV, and Eddie Jackson wanted to ride with us one night. And we were in Texas, and the whole time he's like, man, let's just dump it by the side of the road. Let's just dump it. I'm like, Ed, they'll throw you in jail, and then I'll have to show up and explain right. to Queensryche's tour manager why their bass player's in jail and covered in feces. <laughs> I'm like, dude. But, and Texas didn't have, you know how they, there weren't, there weren't any, Texas is like, you take your poo out of state. There was no place to dump it. Plus, I mean, you don't want to be like the, those rebels in the Dave Matthews band and oh. just unload it. <laughs> but she's right, even with the chemicals okay. in there. And what happens is it's fine, but when you're going down the road, it'll slosh. And when it okay. sloshes, okay. it is... It is just unbearable. Okay. And ours isn't even, it's like a trailer. So you, you're not even in the same place and you can That smell. bad? You have, oh, brother. we dump. That's really good to know. We dump before we leave. Always, Because yeah. you can't, you, if, if you're driving a long distance, you will vomit. Well, a lot of a lot of tour buses, <laughs> even the nice Prevos and stuff, yeah. they have a, I don't know if you guys have ever heard it, but uh, they're like, dude, you got a hot bag. And hot bag means basically you take the seat where you would sit down and you put, oh, yeah. a, you put a plastic bag I down. I saw that on uh, one of the Corn's uh, Home videos. Yeah, you poo and pee into that. It's called yeah. a hot bag. Because they, they're like, dude, I don't even want it on the bus. Dude, hot they, bag. They just covered that in one of the episodes of Roadies, that show on <laughs> that, that, yeah, that Cameron yeah. Crowe show. Hot bag yeah, they had a guy and Gross. he's like, I got to go. I really got to go. And they're like, take a bag and, and take it to the bathroom. Yeah, you hot bag it, yeah. dude. So, but I, I buy the really nice, they're like, it, it's almost like an oversized, you know those kind of gelatinous dishwashing pellets? Yeah. yeah. It's an oversized version of that. My thing is, especially like campgrounds where porta bots get nasty, or zip up the front freeway doing seventy. Mm-hmm. Everyone can go pee, and especially the girls. If there's girls with us, ladies, it's a nice, clean place, private for you to go pee. And honestly, the pee—if you keep on top of it with those treatment—that tank was clear full, and my RV maybe was starting to get a hint of hmm, what's that smell. But yeah, if you, do, if you, if you do number two, <laughs> number two is—you're just asking. It'll be fine until that vehicle jostles a bit. Man, it's like poking the bear. Yeah. It's just terrible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now I understand know. that. Yeah. All right. Ding, ding, ding. There it is. There it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you want to reach out to us on the Migs Cats, all you got to do is send us a message uh, either by voicemail or text 253-271-4787 or email themigscast at gmail.com. And man, still getting a lot of love for you, Glenn. Oh, cool. I know. I'm glad to hear that. Very, very cool. Makes we got, me happy. We got some good voicemails. I we thought got after my emails. outburst last week, they'd be like, kill that man. No, I mean, no way. in fact, I think a few people brought up some of that as well. Uh, I'll read this one, and then we'll do some voicemails as well. This is from the Dudley Dude, formerly known as the Irish Dude. His real name <laughs> is Nick. He says, sorry if this is a long email, but uh, I, I've been writing this email in my head all week. I've been a listener of the Mighty Podcast for many years. I want to thank Steve, Rev, Nick, Toppy, and now Glenn for making my commute to work that much more enjoyable. Uh, It's sad that two of the members are no longer on the show anymore, but the addition of Glenn has been a breath of fresh air, and his contributions to the podcast greatly appreciated. Hearing Glenn open up about his inspiration for the song House of Cards really touched me because all too often I have the feeling of worthlessness and self-doubt in in myself, and being able to hear someone else talk about their issues really helps myself and others 
to be able to work through their problems. Absolutely. I 100% agree. That's really cool. And that's why we are fully open books on this yeah. podcast is because... No, I mean, I don't think we're miserable. But real people, though. We're real people, right. man. People yeah. dealing with crap like hearing about other people dealing with crap. That way you know you're not alone. Yeah. Except for on the RV. You don't want to deal with crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or a roller yeah. coaster with Rev. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> he says, you guys' positivity has been a huge influence on my life, helping me um, to overcome some of my own self-confidence issues that I have. It's been a crazy year of change for me, being more social than I used to, willing to put myself in situations I normally wouldn't, and most importantly, changing my last name. Steve... When you took a charge, when you took a charge and chose to change your name on the show, that really inspired me to do something drastic. I was always bothered by being stuck with the last name of a family that I never grew up with because when I was a child, my grandma and aunt took me in, raised me. So earlier this year, I paid the King County legal system 180 bucks and an hour in the court, and I was able to change my last name. The feeling has been truly great. That's cool. Being able to pay homage uh, to the two most important women in my life. My grandma and aunt. That's awesome. And wow. That's super cool. That's really cool. I even had a talk at the radio convention. Uh, one of the radio guys just wanted to hear the whole story behind the name change, and I went into full detail, you know, how it all started on our podcast. Mm-hmm. And he's just listening to this. He goes, man, I've been battling my, because he has a radio name, and he's like, I just hate it because, you know, wherever I am, someone calls me by that name, I have to do a double take because I forget that that's my name. Because yeah. he's like, I mean, it's a complete different name. Like, it's like Bob wow. is his on-air name and Jack is his his, his radio <laughs> name. Oh, see, that's weird. At least, I mean, like when I was able to do mine, it was just because my, my name was my email address yeah. and we just stuck with it just to kind of stick it to BJ. And it's gotten down to <laughs> Rev. Uh, hardly ever do I go as the Reverend Fuego because most of the time people screw it up anyway. Right. But it, 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 it's nice to be able to actually be known as Justin every once in a while. Yeah. You know, like out there and like- I just, bet it felt great on the Wheel of Fortune having was, your name. It was great for that. It was great uh, being on Doug Loves Movies and it's just Justin Robinson. I remember even when we were doing our album credits, I reached out to Matt and Vicky both and I was like, how's how's Justin going to want to be credited? Is he going to want the Rev, Reverend Fuego? Jo- what's he want? And they were like, oh, just I think we did Justin Robinson. I think that was- It's cool. I yeah. mean, even if it went as, as the Rev, I mean, I, I know where that is and it's kind of cool, but when I see my real name we on We wanted stuff, you to be listed the way you yeah. wanted to be listed. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, and, and hearing that guy, when I told the story, and I mean, we are drunk at a bar, and it probably took me an hour to share the whole story. And I kept telling him, man, just tell me to shut up. He goes, no. And I'm like, that was weird, too, because, you know, no. he's like, I want to hear more about this. And he was, like, being blown away by it. And he goes, you know, he's like, this gives me a lot of inspiration, and, I think I'm, and I'm wondering if he will do it. But he's, drunkenly at that moment, he was ready to change his name, rip the Band-Aid off, and, and just share with his listeners. Inception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool, man. That's cool. That was awesome. So that means a lot to That's hear that. That's awesome, man. Uh, next email comes from our boy JT. JT. We all know JT from Clover Jane. Oh, JT, what's up, man? He says, I am absolutely hating Glenn on the podcast. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> I knew it. He says that stuff to my face, too, man. I'm like, dude, you're one of the best guitar players in the city, and he spits at me. But I, 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 I thought it was how he showed love. I. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just wanted to say, hey, the, everyone in Clover Jane, and we're going to have them on in a few weeks uh, nice. here on the Migscast. He says, we are honored and excited to be a part of Migsfest. Yes. Uh, we're going to be using the show, as you mentioned, as their CD release show for their new Sporadic Insanity EP. Which is killer. He's it, about to say. It is killer. He said, uh, Glenn's been able to hear it. Castle also has got it. He's going to be dropping off some copies for us as well. Cool. The album will be available online on September 24th, um, and they're going to be using the Migsfest as a CD release show. 
Also want to say thank you guys for your effort and support in the local Seattle music scene. There's a great wave of talented bands, I 100% agree, putting out great music. And with a little help like yours, that music can get the exposure to become more than just local Seattle bands. Uh, also wanted to give him a plug for a show that he's going to be a part of, not with Clover Jane. Uh, you're actually going to be there as well, Glenn. Uh, and it's on the 20th, which is this Saturday. Uh, it's the Jar of Flies, the Allison Chains tribute band. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be playing the Lane St- Staley tribute at the Crocodile on Saturday night. So if you're able to go, yeah. dude, two great shows at the Crocodile. You got it's, Windowpane Friday night. Yeah. You got Jar of Flies. And not only are they going to be playing, but also Washed in Black Pearl Jam tribute band, Outshined Soundgarden tribute band, and Jar of Flies. And a bunch of other people are going to be there, including Glenn Cannon, Jason Kurtzen, uh, Lane's mom, Nancy's going to be there, She's too. She's a sweetheart. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. Super nice lady. So what a weekend for great music here in the Northwest. It's basically come jam at the Croc Friday and Saturday and then polish it off with a killer show at White River Sunday. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a cool way to end your August, man. Yeah. I mean, come on. What an amazing time. Yeah. And, and, and mark it in your calendar, Migs Fest. We'll, we'll blow up more details after Pain in the Grass, but that show is happening October 8th mm-hmm. at Studio 7, and it's going to be Window Pain, Clover Jane, uh, 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 crap, what the hell? So I'll, I'll go. We'll, it's Mock Society, yeah. uh, Superfecta, uh, wide Wyatt. only yep. in the wreckage. Mm-hmm. Um, Clover Jane, ten miles wide and window pane. That's it, Ooh. right there. Six bands, uh, fifteen bucks. Right, God. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. Six bands, six bands, <laughs> nine <laughs> orgasms. Yeah, in a row, maybe. Wow. Is that possible? Do you want to comment? I love on that, that you just. I love that you looked at Greer. That's, that's the female. I know I'm good for one, maybe two, and that's it. But you know, I heard Greer, in Atlanta, some girl was telling us about the second wave. Her mouth is hanging wide she's open. Like, no, right now. not possible. I don't know. She's like, Greer's like, can I just talk I'm about? So sorry, I put you on the spot. <laughs> Wait, can I just talk about poop in RV? You don't have to answer. You don't have to. Answer. So, Glenn, you've never pulled a trifecta in a night. Uh, not in a night. I would say over the course of a day, maybe. When I was working security, man, there were some lonely nights. Uh, the triple O. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'd yeah. be, you know. One would wake me up. The second one would put me to sleep, so I'd have to do another one to get me I back going. I don't know if I've, maybe four in a day. Damn. But in a, it's it's a day. Teenage days. No, that was like last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'm bored. I think I'll rub one out. Yeah, right? That's how that works. God, Dude, that felt good. I think I'll do it again. How about we talking to this one chick, and she was attractive at the radio convention. I can't remember what show she was on, but she was drunk, and she's sharing some stories. She said something about like the second wave, and we're like, I don't even know what that means. And I guess it's apparently like when you're having that happy moment as a female... You're able to almost have like another wave go on top of the wave yeah. of one already they being can going cascade. on. Women can cascade orgasms. And we're wow. like, and I'm, I'm telling like, you, they're superior life forms. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> yeah, and they're all about the innies. We're all about the Audis. <laughs> and she said, then she goes, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And she's talking about her sexual activities. And she goes, yeah, I mean, if it's not two and a half hours long, the, the session, then it's not a good se- session. Who is this guy she's dating? And all of Sting. us. Right. right. All of us that are there that are all dudes were like, well, apparently we can't provide. Because I'm like, there's no way. Two well, and a half I mean, hours. I'm, I'm orally fixated, so that will drag things on. And my, Not two and a half hours. My, well, actually, there were a couple times on acid. I think I probably crested that. But, um, well, acid's a different demon it's on that true. one, man. Why am I not doing Do acid? you want me to stop? No. Okay. Wob, 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 wob. You know, but... Uh, Baby. <laughs> but yeah, my trick was always when I thought I was about to arrive, I would stop and then go back to, to oral mode until ah. I had calmed down. 
and then I would cycle between yeah, the two. Yeah, pumping the brakes a little bit. Yeah, that, that was the only way I could prolong mm. things, because mm. two and a half hours. Is, yeah, when she said that, we were all like tapping I, out. I think they take you and get your unit bronzed after that, and there's like, <laughs> a, there's like a hall somewhere where people go to observe the glory of... I don't think <laughs> Achievement <laughs> unlocked. Let's check out a voicemail. have a ring toss there. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Mama Nato. Uh-huh. And I just listened to the Migscast. And I got, I'm crying, but not sad. I'm just so happy. <gasps> Every time I listen to you guys and listen to your program, it just, it's so uplifting for me, just so much. And I was feeling down, got up, I'm in pain. I was feeling down. I started listening to it. You just... Make me feel so good. I'm not worried about my pain or nothing. Oh, I no, just wow. You make me really happy. You make my night. I I know I'll go to bed laughing. You always make my day or my night. And I just wanted to let all three of you know that. And and I love all the I love all the people. People write to me all the time with. Oh, nice. Private messages and cool. stuff, and they're just so caring and so nice. And I don't feel I really deserve that, but oh, you do. Because you we do, don't do, even do. know each other or nothing. But everybody does. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love hearing that. Wow. Continue God to wow. Do what you do, and be who you are. I love the funniness, the silliness. I I like that. And. Uh, so I'm going to wish you all a very blessed day. I'm doing well. Good, good. I, I, I'm thinking positive. I'm doing well. It's just going to take a little while to get rid of the pain because it was very intense what he had to do. So, And I understand that. So I'm just staying positive as I can. Thank you very much. Love you all. Mama Hucknado. Gosh, she's awesome. We're all sitting here with glassy eyes. I know. I know. <laughs> she's such an um, unreal wow. woman. And, and if you want to reach out to her, she is on Twitter. It's just M Hawknado, M H A W K N A D O on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just quick aside, though. I just spelled it out. So we go to Atlanta and we're checking in. And BJ is, I don't know what it is about him, but like whenever he has to spell anything out, like if they're like, hey, what's your email address? And his is like, you know, let's just say bjshay at ksw.com. He doesn't go bjshay at ksw.com. He goes, it's B as in boy, J as in Joseph, S as in Sally, H as in head, E as in Edgar. And it's like, he keeps going. And the lady's looking at him like, just, just say the letters. <laughs> I was like dying, dude, because she's like writing B. And then so later on, we go somewhere, and he, we, we got food at the airport, and they're, they're like, what is your name? And he goes, it's B as in boy, J as in Joseph. So the, when the pizza shows up on the thing, it, boy says, Joseph? it says B Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, stop doing that, man. See, I get it. I will, especially on a telephone call. Um, like my email address or something, or right. whatever the case may be. But if it's the ones that you know are tricky ones, M and N, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, S, which can sound like F over a phone call. Sure. So, mm-hmm. uh, I will. I will only say the ones that I know are tricky. That makes sense. Um, but and, and but he does thing. every. If letter. you could talk him out of doing it, I know a week later someone would be like, "Did you say M or N?" He'd be like, "See, this yeah. is why I do Steve. what I do." <laughs> yeah, I yeah. told you I do this for a reason. That's right. I, man. I, I love that Mama Hugnito said that she goes to bed laughing. My wife does that too, but it's because I sleep naked. I was going to say but the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, we love you so much. Yeah. Love you so much, and thank you all the Titanic douches that have reached out to her. Uh, that means a lot. Wow. It means so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that that, that well, to me tell. is you the community that I hope her. that this yeah. podcast would create with the Facebook page and with everything else. It's about whether or not you listen all the time. I don't care, but if you could create a community of people that. Maybe you didn't have a circle of people that can make them feel good, and now they do. That, to me, is success. Oh, big time. Um, I um, love Mama Hawknado. Yeah. Every, I always look forward to hearing her phone calls. Um, and I've gotten a couple of my friends from church to be praying for her. Oh, that's and cool. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. They all pray for Mama Hawknado. Um <laughs> That's so cool. And they think it's weird that that's her name, but... <laughs> you know, I don't like, think you know, we know... Do we no even know her real name? No explanation I don't know her real that. name. No. no. Just Mama Hacknado. She's just I mom. I feel like it... I know yeah. what I need to know, man. She's cancer-free, yeah. and she's Mama Hawknado. I've all got that, that data, and I'm yeah. good. Man. Yeah. Mom for all TDs. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Why don't we take out another voicemail? What's up, douches? It's Carmack. Out oh. drinking, drunk. Yeah. Oh. What's, what's new, huh? Carmack. Hey, August 20th. I'm having a barbecue at my house. You guys are interested in going? Hit me up. I'll give you the address. Uh, I just want to say, Glenn. Goddamn! I didn't like you at first. I wasn't sure about you. Hey. I just should say I didn't like you. Honesty. I wasn't sure about you, but you, you're awesome, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Right on. Midcast. I hope you're going to hang out. You rock, brother. Converted. So, when is the next STP challenge? I know Glenn can have a. Sorry, I just swore. Awesome ideas for that challenge. So, oops, old school. A mixed cast challenge. Damn, yeah, drunk. Drunk. yeah, it's been a while. So, you know what, Mama, Mama Hawknado, I love your positivity. That's awesome. There it is. You know what? No matter how down we are in our lives, if we can't look at you and see how positive and happy you are, then I don't know because. You're such a positive influence on this mix cast, and it's amazing. I love it. You're awesome. You rock. I love my douches because you know what? They don't judge. They're all positive. They're all family, right? I yep. love yep. you guys. Later. That's Cheers. awesome. Nice. That's great. Yeah. I love a drunken Carmack. Still, it takes a moment to show love for Mama Hawknado. <laughs> that is pretty <laughs> badass. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Still love you, Mama Hawknado. All right, we got a, uh, an email. Uh, this one's from Londa, and she says, I think it's, it could be a dude. I hate that. I never know. Londa, do you think that's a female or a male name? I'm guessing I think female. You should, we weigh yeah. in on that. It you tell sounds us, like a female. Okay. Is it like, Lon- also, like Rhonda with an L? My mother's Yolanda, but everyone calls her Yola. Yolo? Yolo. Yolo. Uh, Yolo? Yolanda. Yola. I was wondering if you guys knew that I was a girl. I didn't. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know. I thought Greer was like a last name yeah, name. Yeah. No, everybody. I'll call the doctor that I've gone to my entire effing life, and they'll be like, okay, when is he coming in? It's like. See, oddly enough, you when, when you said your name was Greer, because uh, I'm terrible with names, so I need a way to remember everything. Yeah. You said Greer, and I went Pam Greer. So instantly, I associated your name with a female's name. Yeah. Mm. That's um, when I heard Greer, I thought, uh, we have a, a listener, Nick, 
And that's his last name. Yeah. yeah. People, uh, a lot if of you time. married him, you'd be Greer Greer. <laughs> yeah. But then his wife Erica that's, would be unhappy. Oh, <laughs> well, they can move to Utah. It'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people, will, I'll say, they'll ask me, okay, what's your name? And I'll say, Greer. I'll say, okay, well, what's your first name? Hey, Greer. Greer. Yeah. McLovin. You're, you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, your name's They're Greer like, Greer? your name's Greer Greer. I'm like, no. <laughs> Guys, you asked me what my first name was. I'm just answering the... You're just talking to the wrong... Because I think the first question. thing I said, I was like, wow, that's a really cool name. You know what I mean? I think you're just yeah. talking to the wrong people. What, is there a history? Like, um, What's the story behind Greer? My mom really chose a bunch of weird names. Sorry, mom. Yeah, brothers. And, <laughs> what you, yeah, brothers no, and sisters. No, I'm an only child. Oh, so there's not um, like a moon unit. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> Dweezil. No. Would be funny if you had like a pet and the dog's name is like Tim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our dog's name is Maddie, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty wait, wait, wait. It's normal. There's another one of those names though. Is that Maddie like M A D D Y for a female Maddie? Yeah, or is it's M A D D I E. Um, Maddie, like Madeline. Because you hear Maddie and that or could Madison. Be, that could be yeah. a boy, Matt. I was or thinking Maddie. Yeah, M A D D Y. But. Greer Garson was a silent movie actress in oh, the, okay. um, and so she passed away oh, the year I was cool. born. And my mom was like, "Hey, that's a really cool name." No, that's a cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, what's your had, what's your middle name? Delaney. So your middle name's Delaney. What's your last name? Gates. Greer Delaney Gates. Yeah, it has. That's a nice actually cool. awesome. Yeah. yeah, it has a pretty okay flow. It flows. No, it does really flow well. well. It's a killer I mean, it, name. It's, it's borderline serial killer name. Yeah, So I should be careful. If you do anything, it'll be first, middle, last because yeah, yeah, yeah how infamous that is. It's got the whole flow. Yeah. My mom, if you guys have ever seen the movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, yeah, yeah. that was a little Chitty um, Bang Bang. What's the girl's name in that movie? It's a super freaking weird name. It's like. Oh, I can't remember it, but my mom wanted to name me that or Jemima. Jemima? And my dad like Aunt Jemima? No, well, yeah. I mean, it gets well, to that. Well, it's like the same. It's the same spelling, but what? like, there's a, it's in the Bible. It's um that, and then also there was another reason that or Darby. And my dad's in construction. He's like, that's a concrete tool. We're not naming her after a concrete <laughs> tool. So my my grandfather on my mother's side, uh, my mother's father was Czech. And mom wanted to name me after him. I was almost Frederick Adolf. Oh my God! And my father went no, 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 no. So, uh, but yeah, my first name is actually Roger. I'm Roger Glenn Cannon. My dad's Roger Conway Cannon. But everyone calls my dad Big Rog. Everyone, hey, Big Rog. So why did you not stay with that? When I was like an oxygen processor, I was like two months old. I made stool and I processed oxygen. And my mother was like, my son will not grow up as little Rog. And I've been Glenn ever since. And I even tried Roger for a while and I tried RC for a minute. Nothing fit Glenn. But yeah, I'm actually Raj. And my wife says, sometimes we all need a good Rogering and it's good fun. But yeah. That's hilarious. All this time, I didn't know. Yeah, Roger, man. But my mom, that was it. Because I was just a blob. And they're like, oh, little Raj. And my mom's like, no, 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 no. That stops now. Wow. So yeah, my dad's Roger Conway. I'm Roger Glenn. So you talk about weird names, but I brought that up because I almost got Frederick Adolph. You almost became Adolph. Canon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it would have been FAC, so I would have been FAC. Yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's just bad all around. Do you have to beep that? You decide later if nah. that has to be beeped. It's all man. good. That's what you were this past weekend, wasn't oh, it? I was fact. Yeah. Yes. How? Damn. That's that's crazy. Weird uh, names. Weird names. Uh, that's all that. Oh, I like Greer. I think Greer's a beautiful name. The only selection for my names were weird names. But I like it because it's like I won't ever forget no. Greer. Oh yeah, no. no, I for sure. When I was little, people would rhyme it with beer or nice. deer, and I hated it. 
but no, but I've never. You have to teach them to rhyme it with fear, so they won't oh, do it anymore. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good fear one. The but, <laughs> yeah. Fear the Greer. Yeah, yeah. Fear. Close um, but I've never met another Greer, so no. It, it's like I'm totally okay with it now. Cool. Yeah. Look at you. You're like a snowflake. <laughs> and the, 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 the little kid's name is Jemima from Jemima. Yeah, Bang Bang. So okay, that's, that's where you what, go. That's, okay. why, that's why. Oh, you, you looked it up right on. I yeah, had yeah. to look it up. It was yeah. killing me. Yeah, she wanted to <laughs> that name stuff me kills that. Me. And I told one of my friends that, and she's like, "Like aunt." Everybody first thing. That, yeah, like, I think the maple syrup. I was like, yeah. "Yeah, my mom just really loves, loves maple syrup." syrup. Yeah. <laughs> she saw me, and uh, you yeah, know, she, I was buttery and yeah, delicious, and she just she just loves it. We got another email. This one, uh, subject, window pane. All right, it's this is Londa's email. Uh, hey, Rev. Hi. Steve and Glenn, oh. I just wanted to... <laughs> I was just going for me there. I just wanted to absolutely love Glenn on the, as the addition to the Migs cast. Lil Raj is awesome. No, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> He's amazing, and I really identify with Glenn feeling unworthy and apologizing so much. I'm in the exact same way. You guys make me a bit happier every week. I have anxiety and depression issues. Took me three years to get up the guts to ask Migs for a pick at a rock girl party. You guys are amazing, and I love you all. And to Mama Hawk Nato, we love you. Can't right. wait to see Window Pane at Pain in the Grass, hashtag TD4L, Titanic Douche for oh, Life. And, and hey, brother, um, super quickly, on the anxiety front, um, if you go to Super Supplements or any place like that, there's stuff called Stress Assist, there's stuff called Holy Basil, and there's another one called Rhodiola. And these are all natural, homeopathic, but it'll keep you from being manic, and it'll help you manage, um, help you manage that... Uh, that anxiety, that hmm. anxiousness. My wife suffers from anxiety. I'm a manic, diagnosed manic, um, and I literally take these things every morning like vitamins, right? Um, and it helps And you me. notice a hel- it helps. Oh, my goodness, yes. It will level you out. Holy basil, rhodiola, and then ask them for stress assist. And oh it's about 19 God. bucks. It'll last you a month. But if you do battle anxiety... Um, try those things, man. They're, they're just natural herbal. It's not a big deal. It's just like, and because I, I take vitamin C and B12 and stuff and garlic, actually, for my immune system every Garlique. morning, too. Garlic. I always say from Zoolander, but anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there to you, brother. Um, if you've never tried anything like that, I recommend it. Awesome. Where awesome. can you find it? Because uh, I, would, I would like to try oh, that. Oh, so go to uh, Super Supplements. You can okay. find Super Supplements okay. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And just walk in and, and straight up say, yeah, I'm looking for anti-anxiety, anti-stress. And for usually sure, the staff there really knows what they're doing. But I take this stuff called Stress Assist. I, mean, I take garlic, B12, vitamin C, Stress Assist. Um, and then later in the day, like a rhodiola, depending on what's going on. But yeah, my wife turned me on to this stuff. And it's killer. It's really killer. So I just wanted to throw that out there. When, no, I wrote it know. down. It's, it's good to know. I think we all probably have a little bit of anxiety yeah, in our right. time. <laughs> yeah. uh, usually I just smoke a lot of pot. But right. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, another uh, email. It's, it's the Glenn Show, bro. Uh-huh. This is awesome. Uh, Glenn at Capital Cider is the subject. This is from John, a.k.a. J.E. Oh, I think he was the sound guy at Capital Cider. I'm not sure, because he says, uh, I have the privilege of listening to you for about an hour and a half tonight at Capital Cider before I unfortunately had to make my way back north. Oh, okay. Okay, so a pretty sweet place, a bit warm in the basement, as someone with a bit of social anxiety, and that's not good at making the first move to introduce myself, I miss the opportunity to say hello and chop it up with you. Your ability to be comfortable in a room of people that doesn't fully have your attention quite yet is inspiring. Thank you for playing such beautiful music for us. It was a pleasure to sit back, drink, and listen. I wanted to yell out, the more I run, but I didn't feel like it was appropriate. You have one hell of a voice. I was absolutely blown away. And he also wanted to mention a couple things about windowpane. 
I became a fan once the men's room started dropping, quote, our friend Glenn from Windowpane almost every day, and it made me curious. I have to say that your self-titled album, phenomenal. Nice, thank I you. I put Royal Blood's album and Nas's Illmatic as two albums that are perfect from start to finish, meaning I don't have to skip a single song. I haven't found an album that meets that criteria since. But when I listened to Windowpane, I was floored. Not a single song skipped because it fell out of place or weak. Every song blew me away. Thank you for making great music. Wow. And, Thank uh, you, man. Yeah, Thank you felt. so much. Thank you. And he says, stay positive, boys. You guys really changed the way I look at things in my everyday life. Yeah, and it's just nice. so cool. That's great. I read Thank these. You. I mean, I, I, you know, we got so many emails, but we'll try and get to them maybe next time. I keep pushing some <laughs> off, but we got so many. I still want to get to some voicemails and some text messages. So, Rev, let's do another voicemail. Hi, guys. It's me, Mama Hocknado. Sounds and different. I'm Sounds happy. I wanted to let you know I'm feeling better today. And um, my doctor kind of made my day this morning. He called my regular doctor and has given me an extra pain pill a day for two weeks. That's cool. And uh, if I don't need it, I won't take it. But it's sure I'm sure happy to know that it's there if I do. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Some people would understand that. Some don't. Oh, I get that, um, honey. I am feeling good. I did take the extra pill. Not a girl. But it's expected. You know, when someone opens you up like that and digs around in you and pulls out this big cancer thing. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of pain. So, but I, I'm really good. I'm really staying positive. Uh, doctor's pretty positive. The surgeon's real positive that he got it all, and I won't have that one again. Nice. So it's one down and two more to go, and the two more I have to go right now are just dormant, so they're not doing anything about it. Awesome. Awesome. And it's they're just too close together that that it's hard to do surgery on it and give you any mm-hmm. guarantees at all. So um, the medicine I'm taking is working; it's keeping it at bay. So I'm really happy today. I'm real happy. Nice. And um, I wish you all and uh, uh, all the people out there listening, all my fans. I wish you all the right. blessed so awesome. day that you can have. And thank you for your tweets and everything. It makes me feel wonderful. I don't even deserve it. Oh, you <laughs> sure do. you do. Thank you, do. you so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mama. She's like that, man. Earlier she made us all cry, and now we're all sitting here smiling. Smiling, yeah. She is like an emotional <laughs> roller coaster. She'll just take you right there, man. It's National Roller Coaster Day. We're on the Mama Hawk NATO right now. <laughs> the, the NATO coaster. <laughs> um, let's do another voicemail. All right. Pumpkin butt. Shut up. <laughs> is that it? That was the oh, voicemail. Oh, lame. Wow. Uh, I love we go from an emotional cool. to like just a straight <laughs> up cool. shot fired at the rev. I hate that. All right, let's do another voicemail. Yeah, if it's longer. Pop get bot. What's up, guys? Barrett, Lord of Cats, arch nemesis of Caesar. <laughs> just calling in because uh, just getting ready for my bachelor party tonight. We're going to Little Darlings. 
Nice. Wish me luck, and uh, <laughs> hopefully I'll call back in when I'm a little bit more sleep-based. Uh, sleep-based, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. Did that. Anyway, I think you should survive. Cool. That's him sober. Hey, I'm a little remember, worried. Remember, when someone says, don't be concerned, that's just a cold sore. Be, be, be concerned. Be, be concerned, yeah. 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 And, and pouring peroxide on it is not going to fix it. Oh, my God. Despite what you might read on the internet. Well, if the, if the bachelor party happened, then the wedding may or may not have happened by now, we're going to assume? Yeah, because this is a that was a voicemail from last week, so oh, I would dude. imagine. So potentially, congratulations, yes, man! The right? Yeah, as long as everything went well at the bachelor party, <laughs> I'm still in jail. They don't know where the blood came from, uh, and my friend Steve has been missing. Yeah, <laughs> for the, since I don't know when. Let's see if we have, I, I would hope that we have another voicemail from him. I hope so. What's up, guys? It's Barrett, hmm. Lord of Cats, enemy of Caesar. Still, I am calling in. First update of the night. Had a few drinks, a few hits on the, uh, you know, uh, peace train. <laughs> and we are just entering Seattle. And uh, we're heading to Little Darlings. Hope we run to Red Shipper. Rum Cave. Oh, yeah, right. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. The next one. Hey, guys, I'm in jail. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is my one call. I'm not wasting on anybody else. I'm just calling to give just, an update. Yeah. <laughs> we ran into Red the Stripper, and I kidnapped her. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, we'll have to get Red back in the studio. Red is a, oh a fine gosh. friend of the mix cast, and Glenn, you will love Red the Stripper. Right, okay, Great. we might. I think we could convince her to use the music of Window Pane at oh, the strip club. I have actually. Um, have you guys ever heard of Pantera? Do you remember her Pantera's Pole World? Do you know her? Uh-uh. Oh, um, they meant the band. I'm like, yeah, well, duh. No, no, no. Pantera. She travels the world. She's a kind of a world-renowned pole dancer. And when I say she's not. Oh, I have heard She's of her. She's an artist. Yeah. The thing she does, it's just not about a strip tease, really. Um, it's more about athleticism, and the thing she does will blow <gasps> your mind. We had some of those chicks like that at the, the strip club. Palomino's for mine in uh, Vegas. Yeah. And there was a chick who was just literally, at one point, she was just spinning, and with like the strobe lights, it was the most- I mean, It's like Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I was- boobs. I, yeah. I was completely <laughs> hammered. And just everyone was there just staring in just complete and utter awe. Yeah. Well, Why aren't people hiring me as their no, marketing dude, people? Pantera would do stuff like, she's she's- Holding herself out from the pole yeah. with just her arms, but she's upside down. She's inverted and she's walking on the ceiling. There's her, a reason. It's that crazy. Those are also exercise classes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like it is in. Good call. Yeah. She would do a thing where she training. would grip that pole somehow with her side and have her arms and legs free and be. Sp- Dude. But anyway, she did uh, Come Away September and Number Twenty Eight. I got to watch her perform both of those, oh, and nice. honestly, it was so cool. Um. That's like a life goal as a band. And she is a beautiful woman, but it, it wasn't about the striptease. It was about right. what she a was doing. It, it, she could it pull goes, out of the music. Yeah, it goes yeah. in the level of artistry. Art. Yeah. And I sat there like, man. And honestly, like, like but I sat there going, this is really cool. Right. That's you better know, than getting a music video made. It was cool, man. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to. No, dude. I mean, like that would be awesome if we could get... Yeah, I mean, I remember back in my going to strip clubs a lot in my stoner days as well. Like, that was the best thing about going to strip, like being really baked and just mm-hmm. being, A, the best sound system in the world is usually in a strip club because they, they, that's yeah, their bread and butter. Live don't even get PAs that can Right. <laughs> it's, um, the lighting is amazing, the smoke machines, the, all that. And then you got a girl doing like some acrobatic crap while mm-hmm. naked. It's like, this is heaven on earth. For those of you at home, I want you to know that Glenn, when talking about the strippers, he would keep looking at me as if I 
knew exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> As a 19-year-old girl that I attend strip clubs and that I know exactly, exactly what he's talking like, about. Like, well, Green's like, yeah, bro, yes, I, I know. Yes, I love well, You know, because these two guys were like strippers, 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 and I looked at you and said the artistry, and you nodded and yeah. went, I get it. You're not talking about strippers. You're talking I've about seen, an artistic athletic performance. I've seen some of the stuff that she's done, and Glenn looks at me like, well, I was talking to you because so I felt like you were taking me seriously. really good at doing the things that she does, and she's also really naked, and it's really Cool. She wasn't naked. She's in a bikini. <laughs> you seem to be taking me seriously. They were both like, yeah, naked girls. And you're like, oh, the artistry. Well, yeah, because I've seen what she's done. It's, and I also, like, she, I, yeah, see, she knows. It's hard, it's hard stuff. And Steve and I were just like, yeah, yeah. naked ladies. They're still yeah. laughing. Music, sorry. <laughs> Boom. I thought we were connecting no. over nudity. We're, we're connecting. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted everyone to know that, that she was just awesome. looked at me with just such, like, she's so, it's just so artistic. Well, you seem to be taking me seriously. These guys were drooling. Yeah. You know? Look at how that works. Well, yeah, what kind of show do you think we are? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we help people when Dude. they're sad, but we like boobs. Yeah, I just didn't want you to think I was a scumbag. Now you think I'm doubly the scumbag. I was, I was raised. Raised on a construction site, there is nothing you can say that I find scumbaggy. That's awesome. Really? Hey, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't need to be bleeping this. Do we need to go an extra I'm half kidding, hour to see? I'm kidding. No, I would never. I'm kidding. Let's check out another voicemail. Let's try and get through these. Just got out of the ship club. You say, that wasn't bad. That's kind of disappointing, but a lot of other girls there like to gyrate on that lap. So, yeah, you know, there's a little more sober than I was. Uh, gonna go drink some more. Smoke some more. I'll uh, check in a little while. Sweet Corral. Sweet Juice Eater. <laughs> okay. The next call is just a pocket dial. There's so much blood, you know. <laughs> Screeching tires and screams. <laughs> what are we going to do with this body? Keep digging and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no one will miss Red. Oh, God. No, I need the car headlights. I need the car headlights, you idiot. But, but turn the stereo off. Are you crazy? You know? Very bad thing. Somebody just take over her yeah, Twitter. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was still one of the most epic oh, scenes man. ever. Dude. The breaking of the coffee table. Very bad things. If you haven't seen it, there's a scene oh. that, that basically sets up the entire movie that is just mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jeremy Piven ruling as always. Yeah. Let's check out another voicemail. What's up, guys? Barry calling in with my final update. <laughs> the morning after. We got really, really F-faced last night. <laughs> Afterwards, I forgot to call again. Uh, bachelor party was great. Shout out to my fellow Titanic douche and guys knowing my whole live events. You rock, man. Thanks for an awesome party. And uh, I just want to say, Glenn, you're an awesome addition to the cast. And I'm <laughs> so happy you're here. And it's Thanks, been great. Man. All right. Well, you guys have a good one. Thanks, brother. He doesn't sound at all like he's hurting. <laughs> at all. Glenn, you're an awesome addition to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. If I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no fear, no Jägermeister. For you are with me. <laughs> Do we have any more voicemails? Two more. Two more. Yeah. Wow, we got a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I've been dating my boyfriend, ah. who is now my fiance, for three years. And two weeks ago... He asked me to marry him. And uh, his mom, who was drunk, said, uh, so when are you moving back now that you're engaged? And, of course, my uh, fiancé was like, well, Mom, I mean, we just moved, and we're not, I don't, I don't want to leave already. I'm making inroads with my job. And she said, well, what about my grandchildren? Oh, God. And oh, man. I said, well, we don't have any kids. Oh, and when we do, 
Um, I'm sure that they'll be fine. She said, what are you going to do, leave them with stringeri? And then she came across the kitchen with kitchen shears in her hand that she had been washing in the sink and took my hair and tried to cut my hair with the scissors. And then my fiancé said, Mom, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, you know, getting engaged and moving away from home and too much Pinot Grigio has left me feeling not at all fond of my future mother-in-law. Wow. Oh, she straight, boom, mic drop. Just hung up. I'm out. out. <laughs> um, she just needed to get that off her chest. Dude, as I like that she used us as that venting yeah. board. As a, as a man who has a family who I wasn't completely thrilled with introducing my, my now wife to, I get that. Now, my mom isn't that crazy. She wouldn't try and cut your wife's hair? No. What but, the F? But there were some major drama bombs that... Like it happens. Yeah, and it I was happens. just like, Welcome to my side. We're gonna try to be cool with this. You sure you wanna marry me? Yeah, yeah, and there was, ever... I legitimately said that. Are you sure you want in on this? Because this is right. what we've got. This becomes your family now. Yeah. It, it's I think everyone in the universe, it's it's kind of part of the deal. There's you know, so she loves him and just do what you do can do to manage that situation, you right. know. And just keep your but hair in a hat. That's yeah. not an uncommon and story. S- that's a little stay in the kitchen state. shears is a mm, and hey. I, being drunk and doing that, I can. Well, the I, grandkids. I when are you having the grandkids? It's that's like, immediate. Hey, I'm not with her to provide a new child for you, um, but you can text my cat whenever you'd like. You right. know what I mean? Or you know, you know, yeah, we can well, get you a puppy. And I, my wife and I went through that. You know, oh, I from bet. from the parents. And mm-hmm. oh, well, what about my grandbabies? And finally, it was like, hey, I gotta be straight with you. I'm not even sure we're gonna do that. See, my parents. You know? And then, then it became cool, but there was a long. Yeah. Period of when are the grandkids coming? It's like, I'm not here to give you extra children. Well, I know, like, my wife's, they want, well, we do too. Like, eventually we hope to have kids. Like, that's the, that's the goal. Like, we're practicing a lot for that. Um, <laughs> Good on you. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, but, so her Two family. Two and a half hours? Yeah, no, no, maybe that's, maybe that's not the, maybe that's the You're problem. You're doing something wrong, man. She needs to get on that second wave and then maybe we'll have a child. <laughs> Yeah, it's her fault. Yeah. It's her fault. You need a second Your swimmers wave. aren't inspired, bro. No, it's not my fault. <laughs> uh, my parents, I think they're still like still in shock that I actually got married. So the idea of kids is not like. And plus, my brother already provided them three grandkids, so they're they're they got styling. They're fine. But you know, my wife is an only child, so I think you know it is important for them to one day have you know sure mm-hmm. grandkids. Totally. So, but well, you n- guys will do. Your wife's a beautiful woman. You guys, will, you're gonna make great. Babies, oh, and hopefully they pick up all yeah. of her looks, personality. <laughs> every line. Yeah. Notice I said your yeah. wife was yes. beautiful. I didn't yes. say anything about you. And you I got a great personality, Steve. And you notice I didn't correct you <laughs> for a reason. Fun loving. Yeah, I, her uh, shoes fit. I can talk for two hours without going to the bathroom. You can put on your pants. I, I can. Days. I'm able to drive to and fro work. <laughs> I could drive in the dark. Hey, I my can wife get, can. I can get my fellow panelists hammered in front of a room full of people yep. and say stupid jokes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm a, hey, if a kid needs to learn some poop jokes, I'm there. <laughs> they always do. Let's check out our final voicemail. What's up, douches? It's Carmack. Hey, Steve. Hi, listening to the show this morning, and uh, so I let you and all the other douches out there know um, you can actually refuse the roadside sobriety tests. They are not required. They actually design them to fail. Um, I took some classes on it. Uh, you have to do the portable, but as far as the PVT or as far as the road size, yeah, don't even attempt them because you will fail drunk, sober, tired, whatever. So, anyways, you shouldn't be drinking and driving anyways. Stay safe out there, douches. 
Bye. Well, I Did you the- hear the sound of the car door opening yes. at the end of the message? That was awesome. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, this is all stemmed from on the BDM MIG show. I talked about a time where I was really tired and I was weaving in and out of oh, lanes. Oh, got pulled over. I got pulled over and the officer was mad at me because he was just convinced I was drunk. I kept telling him I'm not. Like, dude, I start my day at 2.33 in the right. morning. and it's like midnight know. and I was driving from, when I lived in Linwood and my wife was in Puyallup at the, well, my girlfriend oh, at the time. Oh, dude, yeah. So wow. I, was, yeah. I, was, I was zoning out and, and dozing off and it's not good and it's not something I'm, mm. I, I try not to do and that's why I always have like pretzels or candy in my car to help keep me awake. But, he pulls me over. He's yelling at me. He's like, you're drunk, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not drunk. Just give me the test. I'll prove to you I'm not drunk. He goes, well, no, we're going to do the roadside test. And I failed it because uh, I was so nervous. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I pr- told you I was, you were drunk. And he's so mad. I'm like, dude, just let me blow into it. Let are me- supposed to serve and protect? And Don't your tax wrong. dollars let pay that guy's salary? This guy was- Serve and protect, He bro. was a little aggressive. And so finally, I do the blow. That and that knuckle came, <laughs> and that's how you got let go, huh? Right. He's like, just do coke with me, man. I'm angry and I'm well, wired and I'm a cop. Would, I wasn't even thinking that. I, I got guns. Just do some coke. So I, I do that, the 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 the, the blowing the breathalyzer thing, and zero point zero because I knew I wasn't drunk, and yeah. and then he's like, all right, man, go get coffee. Oh, so he was cool after he, that. I think he realized he was a little too okay. aggressive. Because I've had a lot of great, and I know that sounds weird, but I've had a lot of great encounters where I was even sighted. Yeah. Like, but it was like, bro, look, you coasted over the bridge doing 25 over. I'm going to cite you for eight mile an hour over. Sure. Here's the fine. It's like, brother, just slow it down. Yeah. And I mean, this is a stop where I was driving my boss's truck and had no registration oh, or proof geez. of insurance. That would have screwed you. I shook the officer's hand. And I don't mm-hmm. even think they're supposed to reach in the vehicle. And I shook his hand. I said, dude, I really appreciate it. Thank you. I've had a lot of great experiences with cops. But that said, just like, you know, there are a-holes everywhere. Right. Sometimes there's going to be an a-hole in the police force. But don't judge cops based on one person. Absolutely. You know, the but it's, it's rad to hear that he turned around afterwards and was like, brother, I'm sorry. Because how many drunks and how many bad people does he have to deal with on a daily basis? Right. And so at that moment, I was the drunk guy that he hates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sure. I understand and it makes that. Sense. It and makes that's sense. why I, was, I kept trying to explain to him. But, you know, nerves, all that. I probably did come off. And I already sober. I, I'm a man who slurs my words. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I would imagine sober, I'm slurring my words I, and being tired on top of it yeah, yeah forget it it was just nuts uh, we got a couple more texts and then we'll get the hell out of here uh, Glenn you need to write a book about the music business and your experiences Migs can write the forward Intercom can finance it or you can put out a KISW cookbook How to Fail at Rock and Roll by Glenn Cannon the checklist before you hit the road in here's an RV. what not to do well how's it end oh it ends with me working at Taco Bell bro <laughs> Check your tires. <laughs> and one more uh, that says, New Green Day, question mark. What do you think? Uh, I grabbed it, and um, I don't know. Glenn, are you a Green Day guy? Ish. Okay, so I'm curious to see what you think. Rev, what about you? Uh, I love Dookie. Uh, well, we know that, but what about Green Day? <laughs> and their Hey-o. album. Yeah. See, I'm a big... Uh, Dookie's rad. I, mean, I don't... When it comes on, I don't... Unless it's a song that I've heard too many times, I don't change the station. Boulevard of Broken Dreams, I thought was pretty happening. Yeah, that whole I saw, album. I American Idiot I think they're so very good. talented I musicians. I went to the musical and I, I thought it was too. awesome. Killer. Yeah. I uh, think they're talented guys. See, that's you funny because I'm a... Big time Green Day fan. I I contend that they have yet to write a bad song. So this is funny to hear. (laughs) Be in this room. I've seen them every time they come to town. Um, They're not my favorite band. But they're definitely one they're of my favorites. Guys, they write great songs. I mean, it is it's pop rock. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't think it's fair to call it punk. No. Um it's pop rock and I think it's great. It's, it's Billy Joe knows how to write a hook. The and guy got, writes hooks. And they've man. got longevity. Oh yeah. Like, that's well one that's of those because things. they're talented. Yeah, they can exactly. go out there and totally. kill it. 
So they have a new album called uh, Revolution Radio, and it's a great album cover with a radio that looks like it's all burnt up, like a post-apocalyptic radio thing going on. Nice. Song's called Bang Bang. Um, it's crazy though. Right now, a lot of these pop punk bands that you know the the Blink 182s, I mean the Good Charlottes, the Sum 41s, that whole genre, the bands that were inspired by Green Day are all coming back with new music, and so. I think it's awesome that Green Day comes back, and I like a lot of those bands and the songs that they've put out, especially Sum 41's new song. It's just phenomenal. But it's awesome to see that the guys that inspired those bands also coming back and putting them all on notice with this song. Kind of like when Metallica put out uh, Death Magnetic. Yeah, it's like, it's, we, we can still do it's this. It's like, hey, Avenged Sevenfold, congratulations, but here's how it... And I know the guys in Avenged went, dude, have you heard the new Metallica? Yeah. yeah here's how it's done, basically. Just when you thought that we didn't have anything left yeah. in the tank. Here, here's how it's done. Now we're on full again. <laughs> and so here's a song called Bang Bang. I love it. I'm curious to see what you guys think since you guys are just... You know, you guys don't hate them, but you're not big fans. Lightning bolt had been mixed like this. Oh, yeah. Now, this rocks. Trey Cool is this such rocks. an underrated drummer, too. I get my kicks and I want to start raging. I want to dance like I'm on the video. I got a fever for a while. This rocks, man. Right? Brian's not doing Pearl Jam justice because this is how Lightning Bolt should have felt. Sirens, Very punchy. Sa- Sirens sounds great, but all the other songs in the album are missing guitar, and so they lack that that fierceness that this has. The scratchiness. Yeah. Let's hear some guitars. I testify like a lullaby of memories. a machine on well, the drum. that thing too, man. I always talk about, and there's different opinions on this, but I call it lead snare. Yeah. To me, like a killer rock record, the loudest thing should be snare yes. and kick. And then the vocal should be somewhere under the snare and kick, maybe mixed in with the guitars. And I hear a lot of local records that bum me out because they're bands I'm really excited about. And you get the record and it's a wall of guitars with these itty bitty little drums in the background. Yeah, the drums have to, and it doesn't jam. You need that lead. Like, listen to Stone Temple Pilots core. It's like Never mind. Snare. Oh, dude, yeah. Lead snare, man. You've got to have it. See this coming. No, I didn't think it was gonna have this kind of a breakdown. This is killer. They sound so young. Like it's yeah, something it's something totally. they just found the fountain of youth again. killer too the drum sounds are killer the guitar sounds killer like Trey Cool right there just said if you just think I'm a basic drummer F you suck it (laughs) dude deal with this now that was like a punch in the gut of awesomeness
Yeah, I'm a cool. fan. God, wow, that's cool, man. If the rest of the record's even close to that, that's a that's a keeper. Well, that's still, and that's the thing of that genre. But to me, it's like those other bands are so not even close to these guys. That's what I mean. That they're not of that genre. Right. It's like, you know that's like, mean? hey, just to let you know, we appreciate yeah. that we've inspired your music. But We're still around, bitches. And here's what's up. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool to see the pop punk bands coming back and putting out albums and touring again yeah. and getting back together. But we're still here and we're better than you. And that that that's album again, Revolution well, Radio, out October seventh. I think they should play the Mix Fest. Oh, it's only the day after. Yeah, right. You know, it's one of those things where, and I, I wonder if it's not a, hey, we're still here, and we're better than you, but it's like, a, man, all these bands really look up to us. Plus, we have all our fans. We really owe it to everyone to just put out. out put out the best thing we can, and then you put that out, and then you listen to it and go. Oh God! <laughs> you know those guys are all like, "Oh, cool." Do you think so? Because we were really hoping to be worthy of all this love. You know what I mean? I bet that's what's really up. And talk know? about great timing. I wonder if they even. I mean, I don't think they thought like this because you know you don't plan your albums around what other bands are doing. But you have all these bands putting out stuff that have that were around that same same time right. and that same genre. So you're like, okay, these guys have already gotten people's curiosity and maybe their love for that style of music back. Now here we come. Remember us? And we've put out <laughs> something even more dominant than that. Uh, uh, it's got a it's like the perfect timing for them to do this. This is a, uh, oh man, I'm so excited for Green Day. So cool. Yeah. Oh, Good for them, man. That was the drums. It just man. gets you pumped. Yeah. yeah. Like it just gets you ready. That that's an um, uh, probably a dangerous driving song, but it just gets you just jacked. But that he, song he, would be perfect for when I'm nodding off on the behind the wheel. The, uh, yeah. the first but you get what I'm saying, the first Pearl Jam single, which I was so excited for, um Mind Your Matters. Mind Your Matters. Yeah. yeah. And I heard it and went, uh oh. Because it was basically Eddie's voice, drums, yeah. Jeff, and then quietly in the background are Stone and Mike. And it's like, dude. It should be this way. Brendan O'Brien did that on the second Velvet Revolver record. And it's weird because Brendan O'Brien was some of the best guitar records of the 90s. The second Velvet Revolver album came out and Brendan was behind the mixer. And it was Scott Weiland. And then some drums. Then bass. That's and then quietly in the background is Slash. Are you crazy? Oof. Now, every guitar solo was ridiculously loud, but all those rhythms, everything that gives a, a guitar band its energy was buried. And that was my, like, the song Sirens is mixed beautifully oh, that, for yeah. that. That's such a phenomenal Beautiful. song, too. Yeah. But when I got the new Pearl Jam record, I was so excited for it, and I was super bummed because those songs would rip your face off if the guitars were in the proper place in the mix. And there's a song called, isn't there a song on the album called, like, Let the Guitars Play? And, I, and they, they're not. <laughs> the guitars should be up. That's what I'm saying. When I heard this, I was like, God, if only Lightning Bolt had been, been mixed like this. I never even think of it. Put it on, and no, you're going to go, oh, wow. Because you know what's funny? When you brought up the Velvet Revolver one, I, I love the first record. I think it's a, a masterpiece of a record. It I, is. I absolutely it love is. it. It's perfect. Every song is great. The songwriting, the performance, the production. But that second album, was it Libertad, I think? Yep. Yeah. I remember being like, this is good, but mess. why am I not loving this like I love the first record? Because the energy wasn't there. The guitars are buried in the mix. And I never thought about it that yeah, way, dude. but you're absolutely right. The guitars were... It was like when Brett gave us the first references of our mixes, and it was beautiful, but it was kind of the same thing. And I remember saying like, dude, I'm not... I don't know how to speak your universe, but for the sake of energy, see where the bass is in the mix? Put the guitars there and then put the bass where the guitars are. And Brett went, oh, I know what you mean. And boom, he gave us back our second reference and I was like, I love you, man. Fix it. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I got it right away. I knew what you meant. But Dude, that was a struggle when, I, when Peter Parker, we put our first album out and we recorded it and I remember battling about getting this drum, the snare drum louder. I'm like, it needs to be louder. Lead snare. It needs to be, it needs Lead, to kick and snare need to be louder. Because like, that's what makes you tap your foot and bob your I'm head. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. Dave Grohl, but I want the damn drums to sound like as if Dave Grohl hit them. You know, or, or I use the same drums as him. Put them out front. And it was, 
And I thought, well, maybe I'm just, it's in my own head. No. You know, you, know you, you start second guessing. You don't want to be that guy in the mixing booth being annoying. And then we put the album out. And I'm very proud of the album. I love it. I would love to go back and remix it cause for that reason. And I remember my buddy Jesse, who played in a band called Polecat. He was also the drummer in Seaweed. Um, had another band called To The Waves. I mean, he's that Luco. Amazing singer-songwriter, but also a phenomenal drummer. A guy that, like, and he listened to the record. He goes, I love the record, man, but where are your drums? Yep. And I'm like, ah. he's like, you are a monster drummer. Like, I- the way you play, you hurt your drums. That should come off on the album. Dude, and well, then on the second album, that was a big deal. Fit. Yeah, it's and important. We, and, it, and, and I'm much more proud of the second album, although I think the songs maybe on the first record, I can understand why people love our first record more than the second record for that reason. Mm-hmm. But I love the second record because it's like, I hear my drums. Yeah. You know, it's selfish. <laughs> but yeah, There were a couple records locally that I was really excited to get my hands on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've gotten a lot of great music. I don't want to, but I was really excited to get these particular records and I got them and I was like, ah. Where's the drums? Crap. Yeah. Because, you know, I think they're thinking to make it huge. They put the guitars, and there was two two separate artists. The guitars are way out front, the vocals are way out front, and the drums are buried. And the energy that you, either one of these bands, you go see them live, and they rip your face off. Mm-hmm. But these records, the drums weren't properly represented, and they have no energy. And it really, and I wanted to, you know, it's one of those things where I want to be like, dude, would you be willing to let me maybe take a stab at mixing a song for you guys? Isn't that funny? And, I, always and I don't think, I think that dare too. say it because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or upset anyone or whatever, but it's literally like, man, if I could just take the kick and snare and put them up front and hand this back to you, I think you'd go, dude, this jams. Yeah. It's like, dude, listen to your favorite records, man. Yeah, anyway. No, I'm with you. Dude, dude, there's wow. a couple bands I think of that are local, and I remember hearing their record and someone that we all know, and I remember being like, and I love the songs. I'm like, gosh, I wish, I wish you would have... I mean, I'm not saying I'm a producer, but I mean... I'd be willing to take a stab at it because I can hear. You I'm, can set levels. That's what Rick Rubin does. I mean, Rick Rubin is not an engineer. It's part of why I love those records. A lot of his records are very, known to be very dry and very punchy, but you listen to it, man, and the drums are drum heavy. They're you, tribal almost. Well, how do you know like where to- Like a blood sugar you, sex magic. You got to know where to tap your foot and bob your head. If you don't have that information, I don't care what else is going on. It mm-hmm. does not rock. Yep. You're only as good as your drummer. Yep. And that translates to that's an That's why album, Peter Parker man. was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, Alright, why don't we get out of here This has been fun uh, Big shows for window pane, man Friday night, be at the Croc For the Pain in the Grass warm-up show Friday night, be That's at the Croc right. And then Saturday night, stay at the Croc Just live there <laughs> Big tribute night, some great music Glenn will be there, the boys in uh, Jar of Flies And Washington Black, Outshine It's going to be a great night Music in honor of Lane Staley yep. Which is always a good thing Oh yeah. And then Sunday, get there early Sunday, I think you guys Sunday, get on Sunday. What is that, 1.50? Uh, we, think, we might do 140 so we get an extra couple songs. But oh, we are we are dope. the first main stage band of the day. Ooh. Gates will open and get in there. We're going to throw down for you. So like just, our lives depended on just it. Just run out there and get right up to the front <laughs> like the Beatles are playing. That's going to be awesome, dude. I'm very pumped. It's going to be a great weekend of music. We hope to see you guys. If you see us at Pain in the Grass, be sure to say hi. And uh, looking forward to it. We love you guys. We love everyone that listens. So for the Rev, mm-hmm. for Adolf Cannon... <laughs> A.K.A. Little Raj. Thanks. <laughs> I'll never confess anything again. Stay positive, everybody. Thank you, Greer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.